The following content has been nigga tested, nigga approved. Start the show. important not just nigga tested nigga approved mm. gotta have both of them mm. <sighs> niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black your black ass cheat sheet for the weakness for the weak in foolishness and fuckery i am your boy oz and i came in on my day off let's go I- the streets couldn't let me stay away. Look, we were supposed to have a we were supposed to have a week off. Get some, you know, uh, Randall got Randall got some some pro, some non opinions while black projects. Yeah, um, that will actually advance his career <laughs> to work on. <laughs> um, I have to I have to go back to pretending that I'm that I'm a writer and not a complete fucking hack. Mm. Um, but one I. The streets was just talking. Like, the culture is in retrograde. I, I, I just wanted to know what the hell was going on, man. Look, I'm literally trying to mind my own black. I ass texted business. Randall and was like, you know, we take a week off and all hell breaks loose. <laughs> and, you know, we occasionally send each other pertinent, some funny or pertinent stories. Uh, news stories throughout the week, yeah. And it when you look at when when you look at the text thread, the stories were just getting weirder and weirder to the point where you're like, the simulation must be broken. Yeah. And he texted me, "What the fuck is going on?" True words. What the fuck is happening? You are absolutely right. What is going <laughs> on here? And so now here we are. We couldn't we we couldn't let y'all come back from a four day weekend or three days some of y'all I don't know four days four day weekend with nothing to show for the past for the past week my goodness it is all how hell is broken loose boy I tell you I as a matter of fact because we've called this we we've called it this before I think the title of this episode is going to be the culture is in retrograde part two. <laughs> We'll take it. I, like I think we're gonna end. Up, I think this is gonna be part of a special series <laughs> where, where every now and then we just have a completely batshit crazy week where don't nothing match. I was just trying to chill, man. I, same. Just you know, I had my business to handle, and then shit. I, I was getting some shit done, fam. Like I was really, I was really out here writing, bro. And just so y'all know, we're already like two rounds deep in this drink. No bullshit. <laughs> I'm gonna be drinking straight before the even for I'm gonna be drinking straight before the rundown even start. Damn. Um it is episode 145? 145. Let me let me make sure cuz you know, I did I was not mentally prepared to uh to be here. It feels like 145. Yeah. Yeah, I think it I think it is like well, one, well, in, until proven otherwise. Until proven yeah. yeah. Um how's your week, D Randall? Outside of the bullshit. I mean, very productive. Very productive. Um, 
back into getting some film stuff done again. Very grateful for all that. Hey, um, get some, man, some flowers. You know, got some, got some good things going on. Uh, shout out to my boy FWMJ, aka Frank, who was the art consultant for the Summer of Soul documentary now on Hulu, directed by Questlove. Hey, what up, Frank? Pretty good document documentary. Check it out if you haven't seen it. Um, this it's um, basically found footage of. I, I shouldn't even say found footage. It was archive footage of a black music festival that took place in Harlem, same year as Woodstock. Um, mostly erased from history because, you know, history. Because history. That's how they do us. But it, it, it was it was litty. Litty politty. Let's go. So. Salute to Frank. As a matter of fact, we can we can call that our fir- our first unofficial flowers of the yeah of the episode. Start off with love, man. I, I just ain't gonna tell him though. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have niggas feeling too good nah. about themselves. <laughs> a word. Let, let me see you this invoice. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh man. Um. I, week was week went by fast. Um. Actually, I I had, I had a job interview. What? Uh, God, we have, go ahead and hit me with the air horns for that. Let's go. Um, I don't. It's fifty fifty. I feel I I feel I, I feel kind of off my not off my game, but I feel like I'm on different ground because I haven't had to do a lot of job interviews in my lifetime. Like I, yeah, like the jobs that I've had over the years, the interview was kind of a formality. And you know, I had already, you know I knew somebody there that had put in a good word, and you know it was like, well, you know I, you know this guy trained me or I trained this guy, and you know they're they're the best, and so it was just kind of a formality. But sitting down in front of somebody that you've never met mm-hmm. that doesn't know anything about you other than your resume, mm-hmm. um, of which it, it just given the climate, they're getting tons of them. You're on complete. Like he was a hard. He was hard to read, and I don't feel. I I don't feel like I got this job, so I I feel comfortable saying it now. Um. Basically, I applied. I didn't. Barbershops have receptionists now. Barbershops. Like. Barbershops. Like barbershop. 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 Barbershops. And okay. so. I checked out the Google reviews and everything because, you know, the more applications you fill out, the more you have to check to see if things are a scam. And everything checked out looked like a fancy barbershop off of, like, Memorial, over in the Heights. Okay. And I didn't know who to expect facially when I walked in. They asked me in for an interview. I walk in, and it's all... Like Middle Eastern people, and don't get me wrong, I'm not about to be racially problematic because I understand that other races have to get haircuts too. But it just felt so weird. Everyone looked at me like, "Why would he be here?" Everyone looked at me like, "I don't understand." Like they looked at me like, are we, can we help you? Are you lost? 
That was strike one. It's weird. And like I say, the guy was perfectly nice in the interview, but I didn't know how to read him at all. Like, he had practiced this. You know, when you work customer service long enough, it's like it's like having CIA training yep. as far as reading whether or not people are trying to stone face you. Mm-hmm. And this guy was very well practiced. Mm. He's practiced with the best of them. I've been through those before. I, I couldn't get a beat on him at all. I remember. Um, <laughs> I remember. Uh, Well, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not going to take up too much time with this, but there are yeah, two yeah. there are two job interviews that came to mind that uh, that, that maybe just like stop giving a fuck about them. Um, one of them was with a bank. Okay. That it was a bank that I had worked for before and left, and they got bought out by somebody else. Ah. And I and I happened to go back for an interview. Got you. Later on, and I remember. There was a black chick, a, a black chick who was uh, at the front desk. I went in for my, and it was a weird stuff. I go in for my interview, and then after the interview, I'd have to sit around for a little while, and then they would possibly call me in for a second interview, same, you know, the same session. Gotcha. So I went in, did my first interview, came back out. The black chick that was at the front desk went back into the room where I was interviewing mm-hmm. and came back out like five minutes later. And she called me up and she said, hey, I just want to give you a heads up on something real quick. They're probably going to call you back for a second interview. But the, the whatever the dude's title was that, that you just interviewed with said that, um, I don't know how to put this. He, he said you were kind of boring. I said, oh, boring? Oh, wow. And she was like, yeah, take it with a grain of salt because he wants people, he basically wants people to come in and like go over the top. And flattering him and kissing his ass, and you didn't do that, so he just kind of referred to you as boring. In a bank, yeah. <laughs> and I said, "Thank you." Okay. And I got up and smooth left. Second one. Um, it was another oh, another banking interview, and this one I, I was I was glad to walk out of. Um, went in, and this was like my third interview with this bank for this particular position. So this is the interview before you get the job. Gotcha. And I was interviewing with the regional manager or whatever at the time. And I, I know that he did this on purpose. And, he, you know, it was one of those things where, um, you know, they obviously do shit to test you to see how you would react to it. Um, and I, I sat down at the dude's desk. And as soon as I sat down at his desk, he said, excuse me, one moment. And, and at his desk, he, he made a he made a he said, he said, I just need to make a quick phone call. I'm sorry. And he sat there. And, like, made a phone call to somebody. It was, like, a regular business phone call. Something that could have waited until after the interview. Like, right. it, it was not something that was pressing. Okay. About five minutes into that conversation, when he was fully engrossed in what he was doing, um, I stood straight up, looked him in the eye, pushed my chair back into position, turned around and walked out. Okay. And as I was walking out, I, I heard him, you know, get up. Hey, he said, hey, let me let, let me let you let me let you go. Hey, excuse me, Mr. Randall. And I just kept walking. Don't test me, man. Like I, I, this man out here playing. This man out playing these niggas. Like, no, it's unnecessary, man. 
And now that I've been in management, I, I understand that games are not necessary, man. You look people straight up and down, you know, look them in the eye, tell them what time it is, read people for who they are, and, and be very realistic and be about real. what you're getting, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all come in here playing these stupid-ass games My and shit. games. So, fuck y'all. And there's our job report for the... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, um... Meanwhile, Greg Abbott has ended federal unemployment benefits, so he can eat a dick. They see him, they suing the shit out of him over it. Good. Too. Um, they a, a bunch of people that got together to sue his ass. That's he is not getting reelected and good. Like, hope it's not going to happen. It can't possibly. Um, but to start us off with love, I was going to say it's all downhill here for him. But, <laughs> he better hope not. But. <laughs> but but I'm I'm better than that, so I'm not going to say that. I mean, we're like I mean, by better, like we're kind of better than that. Like, <laughs> let's be real. No, nope. there, there are way more dignified podcasts out here. <laughs> I I should know better, and I will do better. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. That's the that's the way it should be. That's what I was thinking. That's not what I was <laughs> going to say. Not what you. <laughs> um, uh, flowers go to Robin Moton. Who has uh, recently? This, uh, this is this is not brand a brand new thing, but has recently been elected as the first black woman mayor of Beaumont, Texas. Let's go, Texas! Stand and, up and good luck to you. Good luck to you because Beaumont, why, Beaumont, lit the motherfucker. It's right next to Vider, Texas. Oh shit! So, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, pay your security detail well. <laughs> we'll say that. Um. Yeah, women women in positions of power in Texas, they're growing. It's growing. Um, it's not new necessarily, but black women in positions of power uh, in the state of Texas is always something we love to see. Um, I, I, I wish you the best of luck in your endeavors. Yeah, man. Um, going right into humans ain't shit. Going right, going right into the next thing because we got a lot to talk about. Yes, this week we got a lot to talk about. Yeah. Uh, a lot of examples. That's why we got the strong shit uh, this week. Um, humans ain't shit. I just want to talk for a second about how much I hate the way you niggas use the word accountability. Mm. I hate the fact that y'all have completely fucking ruined the word accountability. What do I mean by that? I mean that, like, for example, the fuck niggas, man, let me tell you something. Here in the fuck nigga retrograde, which let me tell you, it it, it might be at its, what do they call it? It's, it might, this might be the, this might be the fuck nigga solstice. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> You know when the when the when the planets are at their highest alignment or whatever the fuck you astrology niggas be talking about. Um, here in the fuck nigga solstice, Kevin said the Kevin Samuels cult and other uh, assorted fuck niggas, yeah, be just fucking the word accountability up because all you hear from these niggas is women don't ever take accountability. We just want women to take accountability. And I think the thing that y'all miss about the concept of accountability mm. is that when you're holding yourself accountable, you're holding yourself accountable to 
the people that you actually owe something to, the people that you actually have. If you've done a, if you've done a wrong thing, then you're holding a, then you're holding yourself accountable to the people that you've done wrong. I think in the era of social media, we have gained. And I say we is in culturally. I think we have gained such a sense of entitlement to have access to people at all times mm-hmm. that whenever they do something wrong, we internalize it and make it like they've done something wrong to us. Yep. And in some cases, that is absolutely true because if we're going to call ourselves a community, we have to call certain things to the carpet and we have to talk about how we treat each other. So in some cases, yes, there is accountability to be had. Mm-hmm. But when you niggas just be talking about y'all, like y'all niggas be out here talking about Jada and her relationship with fucking Will Smith. Like y'all be talking, y'all like y'all be talking about some shit that Will not only not only doesn't give a fuck about, but forgave her for years ago by their own account. And it's also none of y'all's business. And it's none of y'all's business. It doesn't affect. Any one of y'all and y'all talking about Jada got to be held accountable. Jada Jada doesn't have to be held accountable to you. Nope. She has to be held accountable to her husband and to her children who yep. don't seem to give a fuck. Exactly. And the other thing is accountability. How how is it that other people get to set standards on what other people are accountable for? Exactly. That's the shit that's always wild to me. Like. I, I'm a grown ass man I'll be accountable for Whatever the fuck I want to be accountable for Exactly You're not going to tell me What I'm accountable for You're talking about Accountability Jada didn't do anything To me Jada didn't do anything To the community Jada did a thing In her life That affected No one But her and her family And I'm, and I'm just using her As an example Of what the fuck Niggas do And we're going to have Another And one of our Other stories Later on in this episode is another example of you, you niggas using and abusing accountability. Uh-oh. But y'all have to remember, just because... And we also have to have a, a real talk about just because some shit happens in public does not make it your business. Just because you saw some shit happen, just because somebody smoked weed one time or whatever the fuck happened, that does not make it your business. Mm. You always have the capacity to shut the fuck up, turn around, and mind your business. Mm. And I know there are going to be people who go, oh, well, pe- oh, well, we talk about social things on social media all the time. Yes, we do. But there's a, there's a difference between cracking a few jokes about a headline mm. and dragging somebody that you don't know in a situation you, you, have, you don't have all the facts on. Through the mud over some shit that don't affect nobody. Speak on it, God. That don't affect nobody and has no bearing on how we move forward as a community and doesn't and doesn't solve and doesn't cure any of the things that actually ail us as a community. Speak on it, son. I'm just telling you. Mm. If ever there were a word that y'all have completely fucked up. Accountability would be it And it is giving y'all delusions of grandeur That you motherfuckers matter way more than you do Yes I am talking to the cult The disciples of Kevin Samuels mm. uh, Well dressed Squidward And his endless horde of pole washers Wow Wow You niggas You niggas can't shut the fuck up about black women And accountability First of all Y'all ain't leading out. Y'all ain't out here leading enough for black women to have to be accountable accountable to y'all at all. Let me let's start there. 
Y'all want to talk a lot of shit about accountability, and y'all be the and y'all be the same ones to 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 duck accountability, and y'all and y'all's God and treat niggas like Future like he's y'all's God, and Future ain't been accountable to nobody, including and especially the English language since like two thousand and eight. You've been accounting them kids though. <laughs> Him and Nick Cannon. Oh my God, Nick, Nick Cannon! Did he have another kid this week? I'm just—I know he got. He's like, expecting one. He, he got like the subscription package to kids. This <laughs> <laughs> nigga got a renewable kid package. Nigga, that nigga got the gold package with no ads. <laughs> Discount with subscription ass nigga. <laughs> oh man, that nigga got that nigga got that 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 super premium package with that and ESPN and Hulu in it, nigga. <laughs> Nigga oh. forgot to turn off his notifications. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that nigga, that nigga got his kid subscription to auto bit, oh, auto pay. Nigga. <laughs> uh, oh shit! He never ever changed his account number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. oh my god! Oh man! Um, but yeah. It, it, y'all always want to talk about a word that somebody <laughs> fucked up. Accountability is at the top of that motherfucker because it, and it never works the same way. Y'all will never hold yourselves accountable for any of this shit. No, never. It's all. It's always somebody that y'all that's famous that y'all deemed an easy target. And y'all, oh well, women are women are never accountable. Women, are, let me tell you about about black women and accountability real quick. Mm. <laughs> Listen, we're gonna y'all always talk about this red pill shit and all y'all giving up some truth and all this shit. Y'all are so logical and women are so emotional. Let's have a real let's let's unpack that real quick. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but some of the shit y'all say is so stupid. Y'all talking about women are never held accountable. You know why? You know why women don't want to be accountable to you niggas because they don't want to give you you motherfuckers the satisfaction because y'all are dickheads. Mm. You know what? When you're in a when you're in an argument with somebody, when you have an active beef with somebody, and when somebody has a beef with you and they haven't treated you with with any kind of respect, you know who I apologize to? I apologize to people that. Respect me and I respect them Even if I don't like them Even if I don't agree with them I can go Well I'll, I'll take that back You know what You're right I'll take that back My bad Yeah Nothing wrong with that But it is human nature To not want To not want to give credit To somebody that would not give credit to you If the tables were turned I just I just went through I just went through this With a sorry bitch ass nigga In one of these groups and everybody got on me because I talked to him so because I talked to him so bad. I told him I told him that I told him that he was obsessed with me and that he keeps beating off thinking about me. Wow. And now I hope he accidentally finishes in his own mouth. Wow! That- and they were like, "You can't say that to somebody. Why would I give the Why would I give him the respect of not saying it to wow. him? Wow! <laughs> you have to earn respect. And you niggas are already so disrespectful to these women. Why the fuck Why the fuck do they have, Should they ever want to be accountable to you? It's kind of deep, though. Accountability is something that happens within working communities that listen and talk, that talk to each other and listen to each other and respect each other at the end of the day. If they, if you're not showing them respect, why should they show you the respect of being held accountable to you? Very true. 
Why the fuck am I, Why the fuck am I gonna be respectful to, to niggas that think it's a, that think it's okay to drug and, to drug and rape women? Y'all don't even believe these women when they tell you they got raped. You think they want to be held accountable to you? Mm. What the fuck? And then any nigga that actually agrees, and then any nigga that actually agrees with them, and takes the time out to respect them, you. You try to strike them down and call them simps and panderers. Yep, yep, yep. Anybody that's ever on their side, you you make it an agenda to hate them. Why the fuck do they, do you think they would want to be accountable to you? You don't make yourself you don't make yourself respectable in a way that anybody would would want to would want to own up to anything if they did anything to you. You gotta give something. You gotta give something to get it, my nigga. Be going, son. It it takes away their leverage because these are the niggas that want to continue doing the bullshit to hang over people's heads. One hundred percent. They they want to continue the abusive um, behavior. They want to continue um, admonishing people. Like they 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 want to continue doing all these things. So they put people in between lines and say, well, you, you're, you, you need to be held personally accountable for this and that and how you carry yourself and being respectable. And I need you to stay within those lines so that I can continue to fuck with you. Exactly. That's what it is. You're not looking, you're not looking to even the playing field. You're looking for leverage. You're looking for reasons and excuses. People like Kevin Samuels want to keep people between the lines so that they can talk shit about them when they color outside the lines. One hundred percent. Not realizing that there are no fucking lines. You fucking piece of shit. Be going, son. Cap ass. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I, so yeah. Before you go out hunting for accountability for motherfuckers you don't know that they did shit to you, or anybody else for that matter, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Look at yourself. Just look. And don't get me wrong. Women ain't off the hook either. I, and, and we're going to get into that a little later Because I've seen a lot of people Hunting for accountability from people That don't owe it to them Man and woman mm. So don't think y'all are off the hook Because everybody about to get it today Oh yeah Y'all called us off on our day off Y'all, uh, Yeah we were supposed to have a week off And you niggas got the fucking up So everybody going to get it this week So here we are Song of the week and this will be the last pleasant point. <laughs> <laughs> it's all downhill yeah. from here, motherfuckers. Yes. <laughs> like Greg Abbott. Oh, shit. <laughs> Is what I would say. <laughs> but I did not say that. I only thought it. Oh, man. I mean, you know. What are you going to do? Chase you. Um, song of the week. We're going to go to. This is Warm. From uh, S.G. Lewis. I fuck with this man. They flipped this little Alicia Keys, this little Alicia Keys loop. I fuck with this. Go ahead and get comfortable. Pour yourself something. We're gonna have a good show. It's gonna be lit, and we'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go.
That is that shit, boy. I tell you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that so many vibes, 
so many vibes in one song, man. You, you could put that anywhere. Yeah, I don't know about that. That's that. That's what I'm be talking about. That was uh, S.G. Lewis with "Warm." Uh, nice little relaxing bop. I I heard. Let's see. Where did I hear that? That that came on. This was some seasons ago, but it was on uh, Ballers. That's okay. what it was. Ballers had man. Ballers had some good music. Ballers had some good music. Some shit that was kind of some sleepers. Some shit that was hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you just knew was about to be hot. Yeah. Uh, like they dropped that. Uh, first of all, any any show where the theme song is that hard, because <laughs> you only had the Wayne and Drake joint. Yeah. Any where the theme song is that hard, you know you know the 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 soundtrack is going to be the truth every time. I hope so. Um, if if only they could make Dwayne Johnson use profanity more like believably. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had some he had some good moments. Look here, motherfucker! <laughs> God damn it, man! Like, come on, dude! Oh man, just go back to saying jabroni. I, and, and for and for all the shit we talk, Ballers was a damn good show. I, I would. I think they had one more season on the books, and then COVID happened. Uh, so I don't know. I um. I think uh, I could stand one more season. Like they were good. For where they were headed, for the direction that that character went in, mm-hmm. I could. They could probably. I could stand one more season. Okay. Or just wrap that character up one good time. I'll take your word for it. Um, that you know that that. That jump started uh, 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 John David Washington. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was definitely dope on there. That's a good thing that came out of that. Um, John, man, it, it, I got to tell you, and we've talked about it before, but just after watching Tenet, if you don't appreciate anything else about that movie, and there's a lot of things to not appreciate about Tenet. <laughs> um. John David Washington, we need more action shit. We we need him to be in more action shit. Yeah, because he was he was hard as he was hard as fuck in that movie. I I had to admit all the action shit with him in was lit. Yeah, I think given I think given a good script and good direction, he could be, um, he could be the action star that his father discovered much later in life. I agree. You know, like imagine like him. Like uh, you know, when Denzel had to achieve like training day and mm-hmm. man on fire status, yeah. Imagine John David achieving that like now. Yeah, he can do it. I I believe it. Um, and from what all just from the interviews, he's a very charming guy. Yeah, he's his, he's his father. Yeah, more or less. Uh, you know, he was he yeah he definitely had the right pedigree. Yeah. Um, slightly sad news before we carry on. Uh, Bismarck Key. Though not dead, some of you motherfuckers have been trying to kill him for like a week already. Bismarcky is in critical condition. I believe he's in hospice care. Mm-hmm. Um, so just sending prayers out uh, to him and his family, fighting that good fight. Uh, I know what I know what that limbo is like, um, and it's got to be even harder when you look on social media and. As far as people are concerned, he's already dead. Yeah, just the fact that people are always speculating. 
Yeah, shit. man. People, people in such a hurry to be the first to call something. And that, and you would think, like that's not something you. That is not something you want to be the first to say. Nobody should want to be the first to tell people that a beloved icon of the culture is dead. I wouldn't want to be the first, and, and even if I was the first. Even if you were the first, people will forget within thirty seconds of it because nobody gives a shit if you were the first, I, except for you. Exactly, and that's and that's exactly the kind of that's the kind of shit that got that got TMZ backed into a corner, and they had to kind of rebrand. And even, and even in the rebrand, they kind of got fucked up off of that shit. Uh, didn't they get something wrong with uh, Kobe? I mean, TMZ's gotten TMZ is always in such a hurry to get things out there first. They 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 usually get things wrong. Unfortunately, they are also well. Even if they the get again. well, even if they get things right, I don't think that's what. Even if they get things right, I think the thing was that it maybe not so much them, but I I, I oh that's what it is. It's people that are on scene that should not be revealing these things, right? Where the family should hear it first, right? That are running to an outlet. Yeah, I think I think Vanessa Bryant heard it first through the news or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, that ain't that's that's nasty. Um so yeah, um all that to say, rest in peace. Oh not rest in peace, god damn it. Damn, you too. Uh, I, you know, I'm so well at, at the top of the at the top of the rundown, I'm so used to this being the RIP segment. Yeah. Um but prayers and um and blessings to the family. Um, I know. I know from personal experience that's a fight to fight. Um, so, I, my advice is to stay the fuck off the internet mm-hmm. um, and just be in the moment and really cherish those moments. Whether he pulls through or not, th- these are definitely the moments that you want to be with each other and really appreciate this time. Yes, and reflect. Um. All that to say, we love you. We love you, Biz, and we're pulling for you every step of the way. Um, that's another one that ain't did nothing to nobody. Biz, Mar- Biz Marquis, I ain't never heard a bad thing about him. Um, no. Not that we would, not that we would unpack it here if it, if we had, but I ain't never heard nothing. I ain't never heard nothing bad about this man. Mind his own business. Stay seems to always stay positive. And he on Yo Gab wasn't he on Yo Gabba Gabba? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Um so yeah. Uh and he's fifty seven. That's yeah, another one. He's young. Young, bro. He's too young. Fifty seven again. DMX was like DMX was fifty. Yeah. Fifty? Too young. Entirely too young. That's a, and you know, we've we've unpacked this before, but yeah, DMX uh, Black Rob was young. Sean Price was young. Sean Price wasn't even fifty. He was like mid to late forties. That's our, our icons are just crazy. Our, our icons are dying way too early. Yeah, and in bad situations and ailments way too early. And I could. I don't think I'm. I don't want to do that here. But it does say a lot about. The positions, not just financially, but it, it it shows how much these icons were thought about and taken care of mm-hmm. in their day. And granted, they were young, 
but there should have been some there should be somebody looking out for you and they didn't always have that um so you know when you're young and out here you're not thinking about insurance and all that kind of shit you know um yeah i'm not gonna do that here though um what else we got what's got uh lovecraft country got canceled we kind of knew this was coming. Yeah. I think we even talked about it when the season ended. I felt very satisfied from that season. Yeah, and, and it, it's, you know, we, we even said from the beginning, it's a tough show to adapt. Um, there's a balance. For that show, there was a balance between giving them too much at once and giving them not enough at once. Um, I knew the writing was probably on the wall earlier when a friend of mine watched it and and she commented, like, after episode two, like, oh, they've already resolved that plot line. Oh, here we are. Okay, so what's, what's going to happen for the rest of, the, of like the season? Seven episodes to go. Yeah. And, you know, but they, they could have they could have fleshed this single season out to three. But I then can they, see that. But then they run the risk of not, not being, being able to. Seasons. Yeah. And leaving people unsatisfied. Yeah. It's, it's you know, it's... An unfortunate blow for the culture, but I fully understand why it happened. And pretty much everyone involved in the show is already, already on to some other stuff anyway. This is true. Jonathan Majors got that got that Avengers money. Yeah, he's about to get that that Marvel money. Hell yeah! So he ain't gonna be worried about y'all for a while. This is true. And he and he in that um that Western. Hard they fall. Hard they fall. Looking pretty uh, pretty tough in that. Also looks like he's going to be in Creed three. Hell yeah! I'm, let me let me sit the air horns for that. Y'all know I love the Creed movies. Um, uh, yeah, him he gonna be acting. The only the only thing I'm and he gonna be acting circles around Michael B. Jordan, <laughs> which is not a bad problem to have because Michael B. Jordan gonna be directing. Yeah, um, I'm very excited about that. I'm excited when a, when you tell me a Creed movie's coming. I'm excited about two things: the directing. Mm-hmm. And the soundtrack, yeah. The last two Creed soundtracks been hard as fuck. Hard. They can't let me down. They and, cannot let me down. I need Mike B to step his uh, his Nike contract money up this time. <laughs> the, the output of exclusives was not uh, uh, wasn't enough product placement nah, for you. Man, not not on not on par with uh, with the first one. I'm just saying, man. You've upgraded now, sir. I'm just saying. Look, look. When we you, he been hanging out with Drake. Mm-hmm. You've been hanging out a lot with Drake. His name is Michael Jordan. That is also true. He's been hanging out a lot with Drake, and we know Drake has a pretty good relationship with Nike at this point. Drake has, I mean, Drake actually has a Nike endorsement. Baby. And, <laughs> and so, you know, he and he's been he has been hanging out with Michael B. Jordan. Every time I see them, he looks like he looks like he's showing a girlfriend the life. He does. You having a good time? All right, all right. Yeah. It, it, so I feel like the next step. Meanwhile, is, Mike is like, "Have you met Lori?" <laughs> I think. I, I think. No. You, I think you've written bars about her. He's oh, well. it, no. He's he's not introducing her. No, ever. Well, ever, ever. True. No, I even he, he's not taking her to the studio. <laughs> hell no, baby. I never, I never. If Drake was my best friend, yeah, 
I'm never bringing my girl around. We're not even doing a Zoom call. Not even. You don't get to know what she look like. Mm-mm. You don't get to know nothing. You don't get to. Uh, oh, I just want to. I, I just want to holler at her about trying to holler at her about your birthday party. No, Mm-mm. no, no. Tell me. Just give me a card. Yeah. <laughs> of fact, I, I got the card. Just sign it. I, the, the niggas who have no hell no. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Um. So yeah, excited. I'm I'm definitely excited about that. Um, all the yeah, it looks like all of them that were involved. You know, Michael K. Williams ain't never been hard up for a for a job. Side note: one of the things that I did not watch it was the BET Awards. I'm sure we're going to talk about that. We but, will. But his uh, before I forget his, I did see a clip of his portrayal of DMX. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I was very impressed. If ever there were a nigga to portray DMX, it would be Michael K. Williams. I'm, I, I have a feeling it's going to happen now. Hopefully not on BET, but I, I have a feeling it's going to happen. <laughs> Michael K. Williams, low-key, is one... Quiet is Kept is probably one of the most underrated black actors of a generation. Oh, yeah. I've never hated... You know, he's... I've never hated him in anything. No. I didn't, I didn't even hate him in bullshit-ass Superfly. Yeah, yeah, remember that. The mentor. You talking about the new Superfly? The new Superfly. I, I, didn't, I didn't see it. Okay. On purpose. Yeah, he was he was uh, uh, Trevor Jackson's mentor. Not sure what that means, but um, I'll take your word for it. Uh, yeah, it was a lot going on in that movie. Um, what else we got here? Um, yeah, Lovecraft Country. Was can- oh, that's what I wanted to say. My thing, I, I understand that people are a little upset that it's not coming back because it did. It was a good show and it did bring out. Uh, it it brought us out culturally. It did some good numbers too. And I rem- like Sundays. Niggas were showing up. Like like Sundays became like the old days when everybody was tweeting about Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. that kind of shit. And so it brought back a good feeling culturally. Where we all got to sit down and watch TV together on Sunday night. Um, and we ain't had a lot of that in recent years. The Walking Dead fell off. Uh, Game of Thrones fell off. Um, you know, so we haven't had a lot of that. So it was good for black people to be able to sit down, even on the internet, and watch TV together again. So I understand everybody had a good feeling and the dopamine is there. But at the same time, and I, I get it that shows that are so unapologetically black not getting a second chance between this and Watchmen. But I also feel like I want these shows to go out on top. Yeah. I don't want I don't want that where I don't want that where we just we hanging on to some shit for five seasons. Empire was like that. Empire started, I've never watched it. I didn't. I I watched the first two episodes. I knew it was garbage. But I, I the people, the whole thing. no shit. <laughs> I did. You and my mom. I look. It, it was one of those shows. That I can't say that it was good. It was not. But for whatever reason, I just watched it. Are Are you like I, my editor's like this? Are you like a completionist? Uh, to a certain extent, yes. Okay. To a certain extent, that's how I got caught up and lost. Oh yeah, same. Okay, yeah, yeah fair enough. Um, to be honest, that's how I got caught up in Game of Thrones. And I think, I think the thing I don't want a show to just get just keep holding on for ten seasons at a time, 
and then switch writers through, switch uh, showrunners three times and fall off. Because that's going to be the story of that. See, white shows do that, and they don't, and 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 they kind of get a pass. Yeah, they're bringing true. back Dexter, albeit for a limited series. But yeah, they're <laughs> they're a show who stayed at least three seasons past where it should have. Like shows, like like white shows get the benefit of the doubt all the time, and when Lovecraft Country. Goes five seasons and then it turns out they fell off on season three. Mm. They're not going to get the same benefit of the doubt, and it's just going to be a laughing stock, and nobody's going to go back and say, "Well, let's give them, well, let's give them five episodes to wrap it up." Shout out to True Blood. Oh my god. Um, and it, that's just going to be the story of that. White shows get the benefit of that all the time. They they, they unearthed. Twin Peaks. They unearthed Twin Peaks for a whole season. Yikes. David Lynch ain't that hard, my nigga. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they brought back Twin Peaks. They unearthed. They, the Sopranos are getting a movie. The Sopranos are getting like an origin story yeah, movie. They, they, they get like sequel prequels and shit. I'm yeah. Who the fuck asked for that? Mm. So yeah, I want so I want these shows to go out on top. If Watchmen only had one season, let that be that one season. Let that be a hard season. And it was a hard motherfucking season. We got a black Dr. Manhattan, my nigga. That's about it. For a black for a nerd, for two niggas that love comics yes. and love geek culture, that is the hardest shit you can come up with. A black Dr. Manhattan that literally pulled out his dick on the world. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. So. And put Yaya the fuck on. Yaya's yeah. gonna be in the Matrix movie. Yeah. Bruh. Candyman. Candyman? You can't. Regina King directed her ass off out here? Mm. Man, you can't ask for much more than that. Get on, tell a good story, put a bunch of people on, and get the fuck out of there. That's why. That's why I'm okay with um, Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country taking a bow right now. I got everything I needed out of that shit. Go out on a good note. Go out on a good note. Get some people working. Keep some people working, and be out. Yep. That's what. It, that's what Luther did for Idris. Because ain't nobody, ain't nobody going back to watch the last season of Dexter. I saw that commercial. I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? If you had a new season of Dexter on your 2021 bingo card, you better than me, my nigga. Uh, Anyway, uh, what else is going on? We got to talk about Shikari Richardson's uh, suspension. You niggas are trash. Let me start off there. You niggas are dumpster juice. I am so ashamed of you motherfuckers. That's part of why I had to come back. I am so ashamed to know you niggas. My God, y'all are the worst. So for those of you that don't know, the five of you that don't know what happened, Shikari Richardson, um, the uh, track star who captured everyone's hearts literally a week ago, uh, tested positive for marijuana 
and is going to be suspended for 30 days and will not be representing America in the Tokyo Olympics. As of right now. As of this moment. Yeah, as of right now. She she may she's not gonna represent them with the individual one hundred meter dash. She may be eligible in the four by one hundred. I think that's what they're saying. Even yeah. though like I think I think the thing is that everybody was real hype like the the one hundred is her thing. Yeah. And um she tested positive for marijuana. Now the thing about this is she's now she has apologized and she's done the whole rollout. Uh, taking responsibility, what have you? Woo! That was a hard pour. Woo! That was a hard pour. Woo! Oh boy! You Woo! that happened? That happened. Let me get a sip. Oh shit! Woo! We that happened. Oh, so um, as I was saying, oh boy. <laughs> I'm not gonna leave you out of the island by yourself. Oh, thank you, thank you, brother. Um, so um the issue was is that she was coping. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, that's yeah. We in this together now. Ooh. Um We're in this jack together. Well, I was I was gonna say more like uh <laughs> all in together now. Yeah. The fact. Oh anyway. Um the Basically, Shakari Richardson was coping with the death of her uh, biological mother, uh, who she found out had passed in an interview from a reporter. That was her first time hearing that her mother had passed. Back that up a little bit, though, and and talk about how fucked up that is. So just a week ago, we were talking about how uh, we were talking about the visual of her winning that particular race. Correct. And running up into in, in in the same motion, running into the stands. To fall into her grandmother's lap, correct, like a child, and to, to know her story, you know, she was raised by her grandmother, and with 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 that knowledge, you understand there's the likelihood of some type of childhood trauma between her and her biological mother, right? Um, if you've seen this story before of a grandmother raising a child, then yes, there was probably something there with her biological mother. Um, very likely that that issue or whatever it was presumably was not resolved. Mm-hmm. And imagine you're running the races of your life, and you you finish a race, you win a race, you come down, you get ready to talk to a reporter. You know, you stretched it out a little bit. You're like, ah, I feel good about that. Okay, what y'all got to ask me? First thing they say is, how do you feel about the the, the news that your biological mother just died? And you're like, what? Excuse now? me? <laughs> what the f- what? Yeah, yes, your mother is dead. And you go through all those motions. You go through all those motions when you know someone's sick. You're right. like, I just talked to them. Right. And there's and, and you know there's years of whatever built into that that moment of the realization that her biological mother is dead and and we are not ones to judge how people cope with things. I know a friend of mine and I were joking the other day about, you know, and this was before she, you know, provided the explanation, if you want to call it an explanation of, of what happened. And we didn't realize that, um, you know, it was in response to her mother's death. And we were, we were kind of making the joke of, you know, in every neighborhood, in every hood, there's always that star athlete or that, that person that's going to make it. That's going to get out of here. And usually everybody else in the hood, whether they are fuck ups or not, don't let that person fuck up. 
you know, like back in the day, if we were going to Stadium Bowl or something, and if this dude was real cold stadium in football, bowl. oh yeah, if this dude was real cold in football at Worthing, everybody in the hood be like, nah, 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 you can't go, bro. You got practice in the morning. Ain't you, ain't you gotta get? Ain't you got somewhere to be? You got homework, man. Oh, that's fucked up, man. No, nah, man, shit. Or even just, what's up, man? What's going on? How them grades look? Yeah. You know, you know, don't don't let them touch drugs, anything like nah, man. You good, man? No, nah, this ain't for you, bro. Nah, you smoke when you go pro, man. You, you don't do that you shit know. now. I'll take a pee test for you. But you know, and we kind of joked about that. But in light of this, you know, on the cool, you well, know, somebody done lost somebody. You know, if she went back to Dallas and was like, you know, them same folks in Dallas are gonna be like, yeah, I feel you. Well, the other thing about it is that she was smoking in Oregon. Where it's legal. It's legal. Yeah. Which is super shady. And again, I am not here to argue the rules. I'm not. I'm not here to argue the rules only because I'm not arguing the rules with you niggas. Half of you niggas are getting picked up for PPP loan fraud. And the other half, you niggas been trying. You you niggas been trying to get everybody to buy LLCs and commit tax fraud for the past year. So y'all don't know shit about the rules to try to lecture me about anything. So I'm not going to have that argument with you motherfuckers. But I am here to say that the Olympics are anti-black. No one is talking about that. A story in three parts. There's a pattern here. So. And we, we, you know what? Wait, let's oh. not let's not even get there yet. Okay, let's not get there yet. Okay, because for the because and, I, and and we're gonna unpack that. It's coming though, y'all. Oh, it is. We're gonna unpack that. But for the most part, I wanna I wanna get to the nitty gritty of the fact that it's not so much the rules so much as how we as a community are responding to and treating people in light of this situation. Right. That is. It, 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 that is always going to be the thing that I prioritize. We can't call it. We can't keep calling ourselves a community and not address the way we talk to each other and the way we address each other's trauma. That's always going to be of primary importance mm-hmm. if we're going to lay claim to being a community. And this goes back to what you were saying earlier about accountability. Like, if, for anyone who tries to hold her "quote unquote" accountable for this, again, I, I know it's easy for us to say, "Girl, you should have known better." But at the same time, we're we're talking about someone who is grieving the loss of their mother. I will tell you this. I've everyone that I've known in my life who has lost a parent, in particular their mother, has reacted in ways that I have not seen them react before. And it, and it's it's I mean, some of them were very muted responses. Some of them were very, you know, outward responses to it. Correct. I I am not one to judge how anyone responds and copes with the death of a parent. So regardless, and and outside of the Olympics, outside of anything, I was just kind of fed up with people passing judgment on her. And that's the other thing. People were doing this. People called themselves doing this whole tough love thing. Oh, we're we're reacting like this because we care, because we want to see the we want to see the best for. Her. There's a fine line. I won't even say there's a fine line. Oh yeah, yeah, you did that. Um, 
there's a fine line between holding someone accountable and wanting the best for them and giving them some tough love and being judgmental and mean spirited. Mm-hmm. Because in situations like this, if we're going to lay claim to caring more about mental health, five minutes ago, everybody was talking about how, um, how corporations aren't treating us right. Um, and how, and how mental health, uh, doesn't take priority enough at these jobs as everybody's going back to work. Everybody has something to say about mental health. Then mm. everybody wants to. Everybody wants to to take an excuse and take a mental and take a mental health day mm. when any little thing happen. When any little thing happens on the way to work, how many of y'all started smoking weed during COVID? Several, hmm. several, several. I'm just saying, all of you, all of you. When you when you found out you could work from home, y'all didn't know how to act. Just saying. A lot of you niggas. And guess what? Y'all going to be the same ones to try to get on a pedestal and explain to me how drug how uh, drug testing at your job is racist and class warfare, which it is. And then turn right around and, and go Old Testament on this girl for having a moment of weakness in a situation that none of y'all would be able to control yourselves in at the age of 21 at 20 a nigga really got on my on, on my timeline and really tried to give me the blues about how her mom dying is just an excuse nigga fuck you i knew when you i knew you when you were 20 you were a fucking dumpster fire you were a whole dumpster fire and then some nigga Nigga, the organization you pledged for does not even acknowledge your pledge class because of the shit you pulled at twenty, and you want to let and you want to tell somebody else about an excuse? Suck my dick. Speak on it, son. Damn. Does not even recognize them officially, nationally, on a national level, and you want to talk about what somebody else is doing at twenty? Are you kidding me? And the and the niggas that you went to school with that pledged you, if they ever see you in the street, they probably gonna mash you. Damn. I can't believe the nerve of these niggas. Everybody, all of a sudden, everybody just decided that they were perfect angels at 20. And all of them are lying. All of them. I went to school with a lot of you niggas, and it didn't even take getting to 20 for a lot of you niggas to be trash. And if and if smoking a joint once and testing positive out of the Olympics is all this girl did, then she got a leg up on a lot of you motherfuckers. Be going, son. Cause some of you niggas is unemployed is unemployed now because you failed because you failed a job test and ain't got no income. She still got her she still got a Nike check coming. So it would behoove a many of you, uh, a many of you motherfuckers, a many of you uh, hypocrite motherfuckers, to shut the entire fuck up. Y'all are unbelievable. Y'all are such unbelievable, judgmental pieces of shit. I have never seen anything like it in my life, and I've never seen and people that lionized this woman a week ago. Y'all would swear she was a superhero. Y'all lionized this person a whole seven days ago. And kicked her off that pedestal that fast for doing some shit that you do every day. Go fuck yourself. 
Fuck yourself, honestly. And, and, and I hope that a lot of you niggas are watching and a lot of you niggas are paying attention to the people that have all this, all this cash shit to talk on social media. Because if this is how they treat a stranger, if this is how they treat a stranger that they don't know from a fucking can of paint, I can only imagine what train wreck, garbage ass, condom failure friends they are in real life. I would never want some of you pieces of shit to be my friend, ever. <laughs> this is why we came back. Y'all ought to be ashamed of yourself. Oh. And then have the nerve to talk about because we care. Because we're a community. Communities don't treat each other like because this. Because y'all wanted to watch the Olympics. Because you wanted to watch, cause you wanted to watch uh, Jingoism Unplugged. The Olympi- Fuck you. Olympics ain't going to slap like that anyway. And, <laughs> y'all. Don't even get me... St- the Olympics. What did you niggas get so pumped, get so fucking pumped about the Olympics? Rep- out here representing a country... That would sh- that would hand her a medal and then pull her over and shoot her for moving wrong on the way back to the hotel. But nobody's talking about that. Nobody's talking about that. There's a pattern out here. There's a pattern. So let me get this straight. Two, they won, right? Those twins won. Right? Those that those two. Uh, oh, I can do it now. Do it. Let's go. The Olympics are anti-black. A story in three parts. Hit them. Part one. Two Namibian uh, runners. Namibia is a country in Africa, by the way. Um, For those of you who don't know. Yes, there there are other countries in Africa. (laughs) Africa is a continent. Namibia is one of the countries in Africa. Um, Y'all so woke. Y'all can't find (laughs) any of these countries. on. Y'all can't point to any of these countries on a map. I mean, I can't point to it on the map, but I know it's there. Fair enough. I know. I know where most of the major countries in Africa fair are. Enough, though. Fair enough. I jumped in. I, I, continue. I was educated I, I, I in Texas. That. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, according to Texas, like history classes, like half the world don't even exist anymore. Right. You know. Um, anyway, they were disqualified um, from the Olympics for testing um, too high in testosterone. Natural testosterone levels were testing too high. So they are not; they do not technically fall into the classification of a female track runner, of a female athlete, because of natural testosterone. Natural testosterone. I don't even think like they're not even. It's not even like they're transgender or any nope. of that. No, it's just that some women have higher levels of testosterone than others. Just like some men have higher levels of estrogen than others. Um, so they were disqualified from the Olympics because they, according to the Olympic guidelines, don't classify as female athletes. That's racist as the entire fuck. Um, part two. Uh, Shikari Richardson um, being disqualified for... <laughs> they usually disqualify people for performance-enhancing performance enhancing right. substances. For those of you who don't know... Marijuana is not a performance-enhancing drug. Not at all. And the fact that she was still whooping y'all's asses with weed in her system lets you know how really fast she is. And they were scared to see the black woman as God in the Olympics. They hate it. So they disqualified her. 
Fuck the fuck the anti doping agency. Um, fuck all these motherfuckers. Part three, and this is the part that really kind of pissed me off. So in in recent years, black women have been making strides in the world of swimming. And this year, a little black-owned company called Soul Cap created a swimming cap that fits over natural hairstyles. Well, let me say natural black hairstyles. So hairstyles like dreadlocks, braids, um, even weaves, afros, um, and, you know, other types of thicker, curlier hair. So... FINA, I think that's the name of the, the whatever the swimming governing body is, mm-hmm. has has not approved the use of these caps because they they said that it doesn't fit to the head, it doesn't form fit to the head. Here's the problem with it. And again, y'all don't understand black hairstyles. In order for thicker hair to fit under the, the swim caps that you normally see, Correct. They, they normally have to oil down their their hair. In order for it to get flat enough for it to fit under there. And when it happens, the shit just slides off. So the soul cap, created by two black men, was designed to fit over these natural hairstyles, give them the same benefit of a swim cap without having to fit flat under their heads. The Olympics said, nah, fam, we're not doing that. Because we don't really understand how it works. Right. Bitch, it goes over my head. It goes over your head and protects your head. And I swim. The end. The Olympics are anti-black. A story in three parts is now concluded. But no one's discussing that. No one! No one's discussing that. Everybody's too busy shaming this little girl. No one! A 20-year-old girl Anything. going through trauma. And, and, and I'm going to add on to the Olympics are anti-black. I'm going to add on to sports are anti-black. Mm-hmm. Didn't we just get through... Caping for Naomi Osaka mm-hmm. to not have to speak to the fucking press because she has mental because she was going through mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Didn't we all agree that? See, this is what happens when we talk. See, this is what happens. This is the hypocrisy of you niggas talking about the rules of the rules. Yes, the rules are the rules, but sometimes the rules are stupid. Sometimes the rules don't make any fucking sense And sometimes we have to reevaluate Whether or not they make sense And whether we should move forward with that And sometimes things like what happened with Shikari Richardson Sometimes things like what happened with Naomi Osaka I forgot about part four Simone Simone Biles Being penalized for being too good And still shitting on y'all Yet another one Yet another one Where sometimes the rules are stupid Sometimes the rules don't make any fucking sense And they should be reevaluated going forward Remember back when when people were saying That they needed to test Serena Williams To see if something was going on with her Because there's no way she Performance in it Yeah There's no way she could have been that good This is true Y'all Y'all need to stop Like Look, y'all need to pick a side and, and, and go with it. A level playing field for y'all is 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 cutting the legs out from under us. That's a level playing field. And let's also talk about the fact that when we're talking about uh, on a national global stage, accountability for us means something way different than it does for them. Correct. Yes, a lot of people have been saying that the comparison to Michael Phelps is a false equivalency. And maybe to a point it is, but... I think you're missing the point in that we're not necessarily talking about them being a one-for-one comparison, but we know 
we know how black women are treated on a national stage, on a global stage. Uh-huh. We know that black women are at the bottom of the food chain as the least protected. And we know that there are a lot of things that white people can get away with in the long run that black people that black people, especially black women, won't get the same opportunity to. Uh-huh. Yes, Michael Phelps had to sit down for six months. Uh-huh. Yes, Michael Phelps did take a little on the chin, even though the smokers all went up for the all went up for him because this was a uh, this was a matter of uh, them trying to break through and get this shit legal. Yep. But look at what happened for Michael Phelps afterwards. Michael Phelps went on. Michael Phelps went on to be a superstar. Michael Phelps was he had starring roles in movies. He was doing SNL sketches. He was swimming with SpongeBob. He was selling Subway sandwiches. This motherfucker won three consecutive Kids' Choice Awards after after smoking weed. And and we know for a fact how the system works, and that it is unlikely that Shikari Richardson is going to be given that same treatment after messing up, whether she took accountability for it or not. Yep. You can't. You can't jump on a bandwagon and you can't jump on people and their fandom and and uh the energy for somebody without unpacking the reason that energy exists. This is why I don't really say much about the Beyonce hive. Because you can't you can't be so hard on them without understanding why they exist in the first place. They go up for Beyonce because historically women of that magnitude don't get their flowers until their twilight years. Mm. And they want to make sure this woman has her flowers all the time. So, yes, we have to, you can't just unpack things like they happen in a vacuum. The reason people keep making that comparison is because Michael Phelps, Michael Phelps went on to be a superstar. And we know he's not. And we know black women don't get that same treatment at all. And now y'all acting brand new. That's why it's so infuriating. That's why people are going up so hard for her. People go up so hard for Simone Biles doing what the fuck they want to do. Because if we don't go up for them and give them their flowers now, eventually white people will try to erase them. They're going to come back and beat y'all's heads in. So and they're going to still beat y'all fucking heads it's in. It's going to be so bad. I'm just so disappointed in the community as a whole. And I'm so disappointed in how people just don't have any grace or understanding for anybody y'all don't have y'all don't have y'all don't have grace and understand cuz guess what y'all talk a good game about about mental health and yes i'm talking a little long about this but this deserves it y'all don't have any grace and understanding for somebody smoking a little marijuana to cope with some shit but i heard every excuse in the fucking world for Kanye West when he lost his mama and lost his mind Every fucking excuse in the world when he lost his shit. Y'all see what that landed. And that did. And and what did he give y'all to show for it? The darkest timeline. The the absolute darkest timeline and some homeless ass uh, Logan's Run looking ass clothes. Fuck out of here. Nothing and nothing to show for it. But a heartbroken Kardashian. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> Yeah, she been crying. She been crying about that shit for a minute. Oh, yeah, like the whole the whole keeping up with the Kardashians finale was her crying about that shit. Oh, 
Okay. Yeah. That that was some yeah, that was some that was some shit. Hmm. You think like it, you think like it was real? I you know what? I've been I I've been saying for a while. I do. I and and, hmm. and just the way all that panned out I actually feel sorry for her over Kanye because it, it, no matter how much we hate the Kardashians, uh, no matter how you know, no matter some of the shit that they've done uh, in and to the culture, mm-hmm. she didn't sign up for that. Kanye came. Kanye went in one person and came out another, and the way she the the way she has responded about it, and the way he has responded in the media about everything, it very much tells you that it was not any fault of hers. She got a way different person than she signed up for. And Amber did too. And we can say that now because it's a pattern now. Seen it coming. Amber had, Amber got a way different nigga than she signed up for. And the nigga that when he, the around college dropout, the chick around college dropout years, definitely got a different nigga than what she signed up for. It's a pattern. It just so happened um, Kim happened to get him at the pinnacle of his lunacy. And I, I would imagine that being in that uh, Kardashian bubble didn't help. No, no, not yeah. at all. Mm. Not at all. Because, you know, they, they're under the impression this is just how the way the way this shit go. Yeah. I mean, you know, look at Chloe and Tristan. Anyway. Um, or Chloe and Lamar Odom. Chloe and Lamar, yep. Yeah. Um, or Rob, <laughs> Rob in Black China, or what's the what's the other Scott something? Courtney in the American Psycho. I'm yes. just saying, like anyway. Um. So yeah, I'm just so yeah. I I stand with Shakari Richardson. Um, good on her for taking good on her for taking responsibility on her part. Um. Yes, yeah, she's gonna be out of the Tokyo Olympics. I believe she's still gonna be. There's still there's still some worthwhile shit she can be competing in after the thirty days is up. I don't keep up with the Olympics because I don't give a fuck about the Olympics. Um, but I, more power to her. I salute her. I hope for I hope the best for her. Good on Nike for having her back. Um, you know, uh, and shame on a lot of you niggas. All black athletes should protest the Olympics. Um, fuck around and find out. Listen. <laughs> Um, what else we got here? Turkey leg hut. Oh shit! <laughs> the turkey leg hut. Oh man! For those of you who do not live in Houston, the turkey leg hut is a very well known uh black establishment mm-hmm. in uh Third Ward on Almeda, where all the black money is. Um. The Turkey Leg Hut is very popular. The Turkey Leg Hut has become very popular over the past year or two, particularly in the pandemic. They have they have uh, gone through a lot of shit um, with the gentrify with the gentrifier neighbors mm-hmm. that say their establishment is too smoky and too loud. Um, they have gone through shit with each other and former co owners. Um, they have gone through a lot. And people have supported them uh, pretty consistently. And now they have rolled out a dress code that has angered the culture. Everyone. 
everyone has angered and separated, divided the culture, the likes of which I have not seen in quite some time. This is like Team Issa, Team Lawrence level shit. Um, basically, they have issued a new dress code that is. Oh, I'm not. Do I do I have to pull it up? I got it right here. It hit hit me. Yeah. First of all, wait. Didn't they change it? Is that the changed one? Well, this, I don't know. This hit me from, with that one. This is from three days ago. Okay, hit me with that one. Right, so I, I, I hope it hasn't changed since then. Um, Some people said they took it down off of their website and rewrote it or something. I don't know. I'm going by what's on their Instagram. Hit me. Um, they want y'all to know, first of all, that they are not a club. Um, I'll get to that in a minute. Please know that we are a family-friendly restaurant that I'll serves all ages from children to adults, and putting this dress code in place was necessary to ensure that all parties, from our guests to our staff, are dressed appropriately. I'll get to that in a minute, when too. In, in our establishment. <clears throat> no excessively revealing clothing. That includes distressed to ripped clothing. And shorts must cover your entire bottom. They, they changed that because it said all body parts, all body parts must be covered, which is insane. All body parts? It said all body parts must be, must be covered. I quote. It, they changed the, it. The new one says that or the old one said that? The, 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 the old one said that. I, it, it, that ha- they had to have changed it. Okay, because I was like, if you're talking all body parts, I mean, that's. And we're going to get to why that's crazy in a minute. For head, those of you head, that don't shoulders, live here. pants, and shoes. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I mean, you know, it's uh, no obscene baggage. No obscene language or baggy clothing. So no inappropriate graphics or language in your clothing. And no excessively baggy or sagging pants. Continue. That's the one thing I agree with. That the sagging shit is out here. No house attire, sir. And for you, this includes wave caps, do-rags, house shoes, and shower caps. <laughs> Continue. No exposed undergarments, including sports bras, bras, panties, or any garments resembling these items. And finally, and perhaps most importantly, no swimwear of any kind is allowed. Okay. Let's, here's why all that is stupid. Maybe, maybe not stupid, but here's why all that has put a bad taste in people's mouth. Everything they've just described is everything that they have been allowing in for two years. (laughs) Everything that they've just described is the reason that they are at the height, at the heights of making money that they are now. They never had, and this is the problem. First of all, <clears throat> you want people covered up in the ninety degree heat. Mm-hmm. Um, when the wait, the wait time to just to get a table is unconscionable. Can we? Can we? Well, let, let me paint a very specific picture for people real quick about the turkey leg hut, so that they understand. Why, First of all, why a lot of this is what ludicrous. classy place is called a turkey leg hut? It's a place that okay. Just so y'all understand, the turkey leg hut, hut is not a fully enclosed space. In fact, most of the seating exists outside of the roofed structure. Correct. 
Okay. It is not a completely closed structure. Probably like 30% of people actually dine inside. Right. Most of the dining takes place in the extended parking lot area. Correct. You will spend the majority of your turkey leg hut dining experience waiting to get to the turkey leg hut. Correct. The line goes back like two blocks. No, sir. The line on busy days, the line goes back about six to eight blocks. <laughs> you might be in line for at least three hours before you get you even get in there. At least a block up the street, and then into the, and then around the corner, right into the neighborhood. Imagine waking up. Imagine waking up outside, going outside your house, and just seeing a line of niggas. You could actually. If you lived in the neighborhood, you could actually serve food to the people waiting in line. This is correct. And they would be hungry again by the time they get to the Turkey Leg Hut. You could actually DoorDash Turkey Leg Hut at the end of the line. This is facts. And then have an entirely new Turkey Leg Hut meal when you get to the front of the line. And mind you, everyone is standing outside uncovered, exposed to the elements, exposed to the heat and humidity. And then, when you get there, you're still probably sitting outside to eat. This is true. And this is a place that's a block away from a family dollar, as Craig Lindsay. A family dollar. Gracefully gracefully pointed out. (laughs) A family dollar and faces. Right. You would think Faces was a run da- was a was a was a vacated building if you didn't look closely at the tent. So they and have, a funeral home. And they have the nerve to impose a dress code. Now, I've been I've been by that line many times. And as a matter of fact, I drove by that line yesterday. I did not see a single person in a swimsuit or a sports bra. Or a shower cap or pajamas. I'm just concerned because I like wearing, I like wearing flip flops and socks. Same. Are those house shoes? What is that? I I don't think that counts as house shoes. Okay. I mean, I, I, I don't. I I don't know. Because you know that's a that's a nigga staple. Uh, th- th- I mean, even even when you dress to the nines, exposed toes are a nigga staple. I'm just saying, man. I mean, they want people to show up in, in seven-piece suits. And, and, and here's my thing about that. You, my problem is, you didn't have a problem with this when people were supporting you and went out of their way to fill up that line and support you when the white people wanted you out. Hmm. You didn't have a problem with these with this element with these type of, with this type of dress and these type of people. When during the pandemic, hmm. when a lot of restaurants were, ha- were were having trouble keeping business going, well, Turkey Leg Hut never closed. Tur- well, that was the other thing. Turkey <laughs> Leg Hut never closed. Even it, it, they supported you, even when y'all were being super fucking irresponsible during the pandemic. We want they want to keep money in your fucking pocket. Even when and and guess what, the baby. Is there every other week? Rappers are the ones who put y'all on. James Harden is there right now. James Harden, the strip club god, is very much is very likely there at this moment. Joe Budden 
has sang y'all praises since he came to Houston on tour a year and a half ago. And y'all have the nerve to turn around and alienate the same people that put y'all on. This is why I hate how how the how how black business owners in Houston talk about their clientele. Y'all always want people to support black business, support black business. But do you but as black business, do you support them? I don't think you do. You always you always talking down to people and then you always put it off on oh well go spend money with them white people. I don't want to, but guess what? I ain't never walked in Axelrad and had them get on me for wearing cargo shorts and flip flops. Mm. I don't want to. I ain't never been in a white establishment where they where they talk to me about my attire ever. And maybe part of that is because I don't go places where there's a dress code ever. I never I do and I'm not even one of the people that is being addressed in this dress code. I I'm fine with dressing with, with dressing neat. But I don't go places with, with a dress code because I don't like the element that, that is that, that is asking for. Mm-hmm. Every rule, every stipulation, everything a business comes up with is marketing. And it's and it's it's trying to attract a certain clientele. That is the plan. That's how marketing works. Mm. True Kitchen can tell you this because the bougie boat shoe niggas been been climbing all over each other to get in that motherfucker ever since they talked down to that lady that was twerking on the couch. This man said boat shoe. I hate these little, I hate these old bougie boat shoe, (laughs) common post electric circus ass niggas. Maybe not post electric, but probably like universal mind control. Anyway. No, you were right. <laughs> yeah, post electric circuit. Okay, fair enough. Um, and I and again, it's not always necessarily about the thing so much as how the community responds to it. The bougie boat shoe niggas on social media have are beaten off to this fucking dress code, and they can't. And it's not if they had just said. Oh well, um, I agree with it, and they'll probably keep continue to get my money. But it's not just that. It's yeah, keep those fucking coons out of out out of your restaurant. They have a right to keep you fucking coons out. I hope all of you motherfuckers sweat through your velvet tracksuits <laughs> <laughs> and all your Beijing fake hairliner shit drips down your face. <laughs> You raggedy motherfuckers! <laughs> I can't stand you niggas. This is stupid man. Oh, oh, want to be Troy on dear white people looking ass niggas? Where you going, son? Damn! I wonder if I wonder if they have the same dress code for the for the food truck. <laughs> they better not, because they got like ain't the, shit to do but waiting the heat there. I like they got like the same dining coverage though. <laughs> and here's the other thing, and this is the thing. We, and this, I'm glad you brought it up. When, usually, when you upgrade your your rules, when you when you try to create a different atmosphere, mm. you usually do something. You usually change something in the venue to prove that you're creating a different atm- atmosphere. You can't tell me you can't, you can't have a fucking DJ bottle service and a fucking hookah next to faces. They- Look. And then tell me this is not a club. Nigga, suck my dick. 
they they upgrade frequently. I will have you know by roping off a large section of the parking lot <laughs> to put more folding chairs. <laughs> Motherfuckers, man. Uh, like there's that is, a, a like, place that serves something called Hennessy Turkey is telling you how to dress, nigga. A turkey leg. It's carnival food. Yeah. It's it's a fucking turkey leg, and I gotta dress like the fucking Monopoly man <laughs> for carnival food, my nigga. What was that? You you remember that uh that scammer from Atlanta who like took like college loan money? Hell and yeah! Got caught like yep, that nigga dressed like the, that's the kind of nigga they want. The here. boat shoe god. <laughs> <laughs> fucking are you fucking kidding me? The, the y'all it, it, oh god that nigga is the that nigga is the epitome. Of the bougie boat shoe niggas. And let me tell you something else. If you're going to create a different atmosphere, change something to where people will meet you halfway. Mm-hmm. You're talking about you want a kid family friendly friendly restaurant and you don't have a fucking kids menu. Mm-hmm. Get you a kids menu. Get some better service in there. I have never heard a single review of the Turkey Leg Hut that did not start and end with bad service. They want the kind of niggas that say they shop at Armani, but really just get the T-shirts from Armani Exchange. That's, that's really what they're trying to do. Them niggas, the, them niggas that that get a coupon to Burlington Coat Factory and can't tell <laughs> and can't be told shit. That faux leather, my nigga. <laughs> you ain't fooling nobody, bro. Man, I just, you know, show. I gotta show up in Birkenstocks to get a fucking turkey leg. And let me tell you something. If that. You want people to wrap to wrap your line around the block, around the neighborhood, to get in there and get some food that is all on the cover of Hypertension Unlimited magazine. Mm. You know what I saw? You know what I saw on that menu? I saw a fucking turkey leg slathered in macaroni and cheese. What the? F- what? I kind of want to taste that though. <laughs> Before I judge, <laughs> let me just see something real quick, Bruh, I like the nerve of these niggas, and these are the same niggas that go in that little. Yeah, I know about your little uh, black business group on Facebook. It's a dumpster fire in there too. I know about your little shit. Don't get me started. Y'all, y'all are the worst, and the people that support this are the fucking worst. Not because, not because you like to dress up to go out to eat, but because you look down on the motherfuckers who don't. I don't. Let me tell you, I, I say this all the time, and I'm a. It, it, it almost should go on opinions while black bingo. Your preference is always your preference and your right, and I will always fight for you to have whatever preference you want to do with your life. As long as you live, but how to how you treat people that don't measure up to the to your standards, how you treat people that don't roll like you, that aren't hurting anybody else, says everything about you. That's called character, y'all. Yeah, and a lot of y'all have the character of a fucking tree stump. A lot of you motherfuckers. Y'all get out y'all get out of college, start making fifteen dollars an hour, get some Birkenstocks and don't know how to fucking act. 
Damn, this crab boil they got over Turkey Bay Cut don't look bad. Randall is currently eyeing the menu right now. <laughs> I, I, if I ever get curious, maybe I'll hit them up on DoorDash or something. I think that I think they're maybe they're posting on they're posting on one of them sites like Favor or something. Um, this is trash. This is trash, and it makes complete sense for motherfuckers across the street from fifty fifteen because it's almost been it's almost a year anniversary of when Bar Fifty Fifteen tried to pull this same shit and pull out this uh, pull out a bum ass dress code that nobody went for, and then a week later, the place exploded, Gosh. literally exploded. Or the owner might have blown it up himself. I don't remember. I, I don't remember. I hey, I saw video footage of people pouring presumably flammable substances on expensive equipment and lighting it on fire. So I don't know what you're talking about. I do because I seem to remember that same nigga in a picture up under the owner. Um. So anyway, uh, yeah, Turkey Leg Hut. Uh, we don't support you. Who suck my dick and you niggas and you niggas who support this bullshit are trash. Um, Bill Cosby was released from prison. Wow, this it's really been that kind of week, huh? I'm telling you, this is why we came back. Bill Cosby, Dr. William H. Cosby, was released from prison, like, Monday? Tuesday? Last week. Last week sometime. Um, he was released on a technicality from a case years ago. In which he was granted immunity in that case from years ago, and somehow that immunity was applied today. So well, this was the deposition, right? Yeah. So before anybody gets twisted out of shape, he's not free because he's innocent. Right. He's free on a technicality. He's, so a convicted rapist is on the streets. Right. So he still admitted to what he admitted to. This is true. He's just saying, you can't use that against me. Very much a technicality. Very, very Robert Durst of him. So yeah, before y'all, before y'all and Lil Boosie get all happy, <laughs> they let him run out of jail, Vlad. <laughs> oh man! So I, I, I'm not as well. I am a little mad that a rapist is back on the streets. Um, but I'm even angrier that again. This has, this has emboldened all the fuck niggas that have already been gaining strength from Kevin Samuels making them think that they matter. It's like the new MAGA movement, man. It is, man. Like, like it's really like these these little black incels are like the black Tea Party, bro. I'm gonna call it NAGA. <laughs> niggas against gaining anything. <laughs> What's up, Naga? Hey, oh. bars. That's off the top, too. Oh, that was so good. Uh, yeah, hit him with the air horns again. There'll be a quiz on that later. <laughs> oh, we're going to hear about it in the comments. Don't worry. It's fine. <laughs> um, so, uh, now with Bill Cosby out, it is emboldened uh, these fucking, it's usually more of these boat shoe ass niggas. Um, <laughs> it was her fault, oh, Twitter. Oh, it's. Oh, it's the system correcting itself. That's bullshit. Because if because uh, 
Khalif Browder would have something to say about that. Mm. If the system were really correcting itself, there would be a lot of niggas back out on the streets as we speak, right alongside Bill Cosby, but they're not. Because it has nothing to do with the system correcting itself because it took because it took Bill Cosby years and an exorbitant amount of wealth to free him. This technicality is not something that just somebody with a with a public defender could have exposed right. or else it would have been exposed. This is something that someone with money was able to do. So I'm not impressed by Bill Cosby or his legal team having having enough money to throw at the legal system from from now until forever. I was really hoping that we would never have to discuss Dr. William William H. Cosby ever the fuck again until he was dead. And yet here the fuck we are. Well, maybe he can buy NBC now. No, maybe now that he's out, now that he's out, them people can come see him on the fucking street and mm. mash him. That's mm. what the fuck can happen. Mm. That's what the fuck can happen. NBC these nuts. I want like I want to start a GoFundMe for some just some real hood niggas to just not even beat them up, just chase them around the neighborhood twice a day. Just chase them around and put the fear of God into him. Remember that Drake video? There's just like there are just some people that deserve to be scared every time they leave their house, <laughs> and Dr. William H. Cosby is one of them. Remember that Drake video where he reunited with all the Degrassi people, mm-hmm. and all the and all the all his niggas chased down that one white boy that shot his character in the in the show. Yeah. yeah, that's what needs to be happening to William H. Cosby. We need to be setting up hood gladiatorial games for him at all times. Yeah, put him on the purge. One the for it need to be the forever purge for this nigga. I can't believe that they have another purge move. That shit looks so bad. The Forever Purge. That shit looks horrible. I can't believe they did that. I mean, anything beyond the first one. (laughs) To this day, I've never watched the first one. I've only caught bits and pieces of most of them. I caught that bum-ass one where it was supposed to be all Black Lives Matter, where uh, Daniel from Insecure was a hood nigga. Yeah. Yeah, No, fuck that shit. Um... Yeah, he need his ass whooped. I, if it were up to me, I'd have his ass whooped every Tuesday for a, for a year, and then go fund, and then and then let the let let the let the system go fund it from there. Everybody just gets to put the amount of money into the nigga that they want whooping his ass every Tuesday. Hopefully, we get. Hopefully, we raise enough money. Um, to get somebody like uh, just a lightweight, just somebody like Floyd to get Floyd. Yeah, this is something that Floyd can do to actually get back to society. Shout out to Malcolm Jamal Warner for not saying anything about Bill Cosby being released. Shout out to Malcolm Jamal Warner for minding his fucking business at all times and just getting the occasional work on TV and going the fuck away. Lisa Bonet too. Well, she. Well, I mean, obviously, she don't fuck with she don't fuck with Bill a long way for obvious she reasons. Been but, with him for a minute, I, you know. But like, there are some people that just they, they just go out of their way to just shut the fuck up. And a lot of that cast ain't one of them. You know who is Jeffrey Owens? 
Jeffrey yep. Owens don't have shit to say about that man. Nope. One way or the other. I'm trying to pay my bills. Just 100%. He didn't keep me out of Trader Joe's, so fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Um, yeah, fuck Bill, man. Um, what else is going on? Okay. So, I, as as promised from last week's episode, I did not watch the BET Awards. No intent. I had no intent of doing so. And, and you know, all the highlights that I actually care about, I, I can just watch on YouTube the next morning. Mm-hmm. And the only things I really cared about was Megan, uh, who <laughs> got her ass off stage because she refused to be on the same stage as the baby. Mm-hmm. That was wonderful. That was hilarious. Uh, and uh, Jasmine Sullivan and Ari Lennox, who sounded amazing and looked amazing, and um, that is a that is a that is a way better song than I think it's getting credit for. And Tyler the Creator did a dope performance. And Tyler, man, Tyler is so, for him to be so big. I st- I feel like he's still underrated out this motherfucker. Nah, he's shit. You seen his fans? Oh, yeah, they, that's they true. would disagree with you. They're, <laughs> I love people with lunatic fans yeah. like that. <laughs> They're all young and crazy. Too. Yeah, man. Like he and he don't age out of that shit either. Mm-hmm. You don't age out of money. And, and 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 he will and he will correct them at any moment. Yeah, he will tell them y'all are idiots. I was I was watching a uh, a performance he did in, in I think Brooklyn last weekend. It was kind of a pop up show that he did, and he was that. That's the thing I love about it. he was like. Uh, because I remember the one sticking point was uh, the show was was sponsored by Amazon Music. And at one point in the show, he's like, you know, by the way, I want to give a shout out to so-and-so and so-and-so for Amazon, from Amazon Music for sponsoring this. And then people yeah. are like, boo. He's like, ah, oh, nigga, shut up. <laughs> Y'all, niggas talk- <laughs> Y'all niggas think big business is coming to kill you? Shit. Half of y'all niggas ordered toilet paper that was delivered yesterday. <laughs> Shit, the only reason that you even got he said the only reason that you got in here was because of them. So fix your shit. <laughs> I love Tyler. Y'all yeah. are some idiots. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm sorry. I just someone uh someone in the DMs just just sent us via um Twitter. They just sent us a screenshot of somebody's comments about the turkey leg hut and said, somebody posted the turkey leg hut is set up like a campsite. They want folks to dress up. <laughs> exactly. 100%. That shit is like 90% tent. <laughs> oh, it looked like the, it looked like the outside, it looked like the outside scene in Medea's family reunion where Cicely Tyson was preaching. I was gonna say this shit looks like a family reunion. <laughs> oh man, y'all got y'all can't keep, y'all can't keep getting me started. You man. want motherfuckers to dress up to a picnic <laughs> with I repeat Hennessy turkey. Come on, man. How you got a DJ? A, a hookah service and bottle service, <laughs> but you're not a club. You got niggas sitting on tires. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> so here's my issue. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Here's my issue with the BET Awards. This is my issue. <laughs> Y'all said a campsite. I hate you, niggas, dog. <laughs> so the issue with me is. 
we're always preaching about divesting from the Grammys, divesting from the Billboard Awards, and so forth and so forth, and make and having our own prestigious awards. Um, and I think my problem is, and people want to, and people always want to say we need to start treating the BET Awards with more respect, and we need to start treating, you know, we so we can have our own out here, but. The way I look at it, we like for example, we have the NAACP awards, which has lasted a long time and will continue to go on. But we don't respond to that with the same energy that we treat with the BET awards because it's seen as stuffy and dull. Yes. Um and we have to keep it a buck about why we watch well, why y'all watch the BET awards. Y'all don't watch it for the prestige of the awards at all. And and usually when somebody wins the award, y'all don't really have much to say about it. Um, I know this year they I, there was a lot of backlash because Soul Sonic got Best New Group uh, over Chloe and Halle, despite them only having one song, uh, which makes sense. But um, for the most part, the, the who wins the awards and who should have won the awards is very rarely discussed. Um, people just kind of watch the BET Awards for the potential for mess. Mm-hmm. Who got what on? Who didn't want to see who? Who said something shady? Um, whatever Taraji P. Henson said about one suck method man's dick. Um, whatever. We don't treat it with the same. And and yes, culturally, that's who we are as far as people watching, as far as observing, as far as cracking jokes online. But there has to be for us to have to treat something with the same prestige, an award with the same prestige. There has to be a different response on our part. Like I remember, Ben Zeno got all mad. He got all mad about Lil Nas X kissing that dude, and was like, "Oh, don't make me bring back the Source Awards, please, for the love of God, don't make Ben Zeno bring back the Source Awards." Mm-hmm. We do not want to see niggas getting shot every year. We don't want to celebrate black death anymore. <laughs> At all. <laughs> that, that, you, might as, you might as well just play state property over and over. That's all that shit was. Niggas getting shot who can't talk for shit. Um, or, getting, or shooting at. <laughs> um, and I, I just... You know, I, this is not to put the BET Awards down... But also, we have to look at the fact that we're never going to have the same prestige there because BET is not black-owned. Right. Yeah, once they shit with the Viacom, like, they just... It's just selling the Viacom machine. Exactly. And every now and then, they do something that's a little prestigious. They gave Queen... Didn't they, they gave, like, Queen Latifah the, the Lifetime Achievement or Vanguard sure. or something? Sure. Yeah. Cool. Probably for her role in The Equalizer. <laughs> A new series on CBS. <laughs> I found it. All body parts must be completely covered. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. All cleavage. I told you. All cleavage, breasts, thighs, and buttocks. All big titty women are no longer going to the turkey leg hut. That must is be a, completely covered. All the the whole the whole giant titty committee community of the turkey leg hut will no longer be a, 
will no longer be attending. The only thing naked here is turkey wings and chicken wings. They not turkey sit, legs and chicken wings. They not sitting in a line for two hours, eating for an hour and a half with all that boob sweat. It's already hard for big titty women in the in the Texas heat. It's already hard. Y'all passing out baby powder in line? They not. They not. They. My mom said they have to go. They have to drive by and just missed the line. They have to have cool zones like it, like they used to at Astroworld. Bro, they need to bring that back. That shit was lit, dog. The what? little cool zones at Astroworld. Yeah, remember that shit I know with all that. the soda machines and all that shit. Yeah, they need to bring that back, man. They just put that at random spots in the in the neighborhood, bro. That shit was lit. How about this? This is my last thing about Turkey Lake. I'm sorry. I just went down a rabbit hole while we were here. Yeah. Um, I was reading the reservation policy. Imagine. They have make, a reservation policy? Yes. So if you if you register, like you can have a, you can host a special event at the Turkey Lake Hut. Fuck out of my face. Look, guests may have a preference on where they want to sit, but it's not guaranteed that they will sit there. What the fuck? And mind you. This is after paying a non-refundable deposit. Get a spoon. Eat my whole ass, bro. What the fuck? So imagine making, making reservations, reservations and not guaranteeing that you'll be able to sit after paying if a non-refundable deposit. If I pay a deposit and make reservations, and I'm bringing my and, and I'm bringing a date here, and you send me back in line. In the 90 degree heat And I ain't getting no pussy off of this I'm gonna knock your ass out Do they realize that Their dress code They, they said that their, their restaurant is not a club But they actually want people To dress club like, like people dress in a club Club like Wow Get the f- boy. Oh, like You're serving food On plastic and aluminum I'm not nigga, gonna, they said nigga, they serving carnival food on prison trays. Right, you got people sitting on like wooden crates and shit. You got, I'm not gonna picnic sit. picnic tables, nigga. You, no joke. Like, bro, they don't even have matching furniture in that bitch. You telling me? <laughs> I gotta dress up for a place where I gotta ask for extra napkins. <laughs> shit, sit down, man. I'm oh sorry. my god. Fuck the BET Awards too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what I was saying about the BET Awards no more. You're probably saying they were trash. I mean, no, they, but they, we, we want people. First of all, all award shows are trash. All award it's shows are there. All award shows are just basically pats on the back. It's just a circle jerk of hey, look what we did this year. We're celebrating each other, and it's not a real accomplishment. Uh, nope, I stand by it. Stand I mean, by. there are people whose careers have elevated off but, of that. But it's because people are in agreement that that shit means something. Okay. The Grammys enough. and the Oscars mean something because the people who subscribe to it have agreed to it. It's like the value well, of the U.S. dollar. Well, what I'm thinking of, I'm not so thinking, well, to not, not to cut you off, I'm not thinking so much of the artists when I say that. I'm thinking more of the people behind the scenes, the technicians, the 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 sound people, the engineers, all that shit. They come up off of that too. True, and that's that's really where more of my concern is. To be honest, 
is that for every artist that wins something, there is an engineer that gets paid significantly less or a producer that gets paid significantly less in some cases mm-hmm. that can add Grammy nominated to their thing. But they don't. I mean, cause look. Yeah. Cause is a Grammy nominated producer now. He is. Shout out to shout out to DJ Cosmos. Worked on Fonte's shit. Is now a Grammy nominated producer. That will get him more work. Mm-hmm. Now Fonte don't really have to worry about that. Fonte got the bag. But there's a whole lot of people that make a whole lot of money off of these artists. And and make money and and solidify their careers to go forward and make more money off of another artist. Well, the BET Awards don't carry that weight. That's true, too. At all. That's true, too. Ain't nobody saying BET nominated so forth and so They're taking that shit off their resume. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Um, I just, I I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, to be honest with you, and I don't know what the answer is to us getting that level of prestige, if, if that's in the cards for us. I know the BET Awards probably ain't it and doesn't look like it's headed that way. That's what I was going to say. There is a version of BET that has come and gone where this would have been perfect. But it was more invested in the diversity of us as a community. Are you talking about the 90s BET? 90s, even the early 2000s. We There was a time, even in the early 2000s, I probably even in, no, not in the era of Obama. Mm-mm. Uh, maybe right before they were too deep in Viacom. Yeah, that's true point. too. Where we had a diverse amount of programming, we had, um, we had original. We, well, we didn't have original dramas yet. They had nightly news. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I I push so hard is for a black channel to have nightly news, to have to have black centric shows about. Um, wealth and commerce. Mm-hmm. Um, we had they had, on Sunday uh, for ev- whatever genre of music, whatever genre of the culture you were into, there was something for you. You had Rap City, you had Video Soul, you had Midnight Love, Caribbean Rhythms, you had Caribbean shit on the weekend on Saturday, you had Gospel on Sundays, BT Uncut, you had BT Uncut for the real niggas, for the street flavor niggas, allegedly. For the straight from the streets niggas <laughs> Remember Street Flavor That wasn't BET No it still comes on though No shit uh, No shit Like D-Solo Yes Oh my god Yeah <laughs> Holy shit Still how, comes on How the fuck old is D-Solo Holy shit <sighs> You see it you'll know ah. Oh, So yeah I just I, And so we've We've had that capacity, but again, BET was black-owned back then. And they weren't just gearing towards the teeny boppers. Um, and they weren't just selling the further selling the Viacom machine. Shout out to Bob Johnson. Shout out to Bob Johnson. Taking the bag and running. <laughs> just getting the fuck out of Dodge, you're right. Um, you know, I like there was there would have been a time where the Jesse Williams speech would not have been Amazing, yeah. Like it was dope. No, no, and that, you know that's no diss to Jesse Williams. The speech was dope, but there would have been a time when that was commonplace, right? 
um, you know, you, with Cousin Jeff, and he would have been having that discussion. He would have been on Teen Summit. You know what I'm saying? Y'all remember Teen Summit. Usher was on Teen, Teen Summit. Lisa Johnson. Lisa Johnson, uh, uh, or the the other lady after Donnie Simpson that did Madeline Video Woods. Soul, Madeline Woods. Yeah, man, she was bad. Rachel from Caribbean Rhythms. Oh my gosh, she was go. bad. Um, Maya was on Teen Summit. That's where she got her start. Yeah, most Maya Def, and most, Usher. Most Def was also on Teen Summit. Yes, he was. He wow, was, he was Dante at the time. Uh, speaking of Usher, actually, Lil Bow Wow was on Teen Summit. That's oh an boy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, speaking of Usher, um, we did, this is a few weeks old, and we did a couple weeks old, and we didn't talk about this last time. I don't think. Did you see where Usher told T Pain that he ruined music? Yeah, T Pain said that he was depressed for a while. He was depressed for four years because he was on a plane, and the stewardess said Usher would like to talk to you. First of all. First class ain't that big, my nigga. You can right. you can come over. You like two seats away. Like turn around. Hey fam. Hey, let me get at you, dog. That that ain't hard. And he really came over and said, I th- I really think you and Auto Tune fucked it up. Like, first of all, hold up, man. First and if foremost, I, if I'm on the plane and someone like Usher Usher wants to talk to you, like, I tell the nigga he knows where I am. <laughs> Shit. Who the fuck is Usher? Second of all, Second of all, I need I need a nigga with a with a clean STD test to come holler at me before he before he tells me I ruined anything. Cause that man has ruined a few health records. Herp, I'm just saying, herp the perp. A nigga a nigga with herpes gonna come up to me and tell me I fuck something up. Yeah. You know, suck my dick, nigga. Second, these third, are, these are my confessions. Nigga. <laughs> when that nigga said, "Let it burn." <laughs> and foremost And foremost Usher ain't really been hitting since Confessions Yeah, yeah Confessions was really the last like just smash Get the fuck out of here Classic album this nigga done put out And that was like 2008 That's cause we wanted to hear how he fucked over Chili <laughs> That was the last album I ever heard from Usher, which just it was hidden front to back, and, and and not and not for nothing, for somebody talking so much shit about Auto Tune, that nigga show was using that nigga show been reverbing and using Auto Tune to try to stay relevant with Will still, I Am still. That OMG joint sounded hella Auto Tune. It's amazing that. T-Pain was hurt off of that, but he wasn't upset with Jay-Z for saying that he's T-Painting too much in the well, death because, of Auto-Tune. Well, because for all the shit he talked in that in, in that song, death of Auto-Tune didn't really kill Auto-Tune at all. No, it didn't. It did the opposite. Like, niggas, like, niggas was using Auto-Tune the next day. As a matter of fact, you know, 808 and Heartbreaks, is Usher going to tell Kanye he fucked it up too? Actually, um, when we have some time, I will <laughs> I will actually talk to you about how Jay Z got the idea of Death of Auto Tune from me. From you. From me. This oh, is a shit. true story. This is not hyperbole. 
me hit the auto, let me hit the, the air horns for that. But I'll tell you it some other time. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I have D. I, Rand- I, D. Randall's true Hollywood stories. True Hollywood stories. Um. So, my thing is, and and no, T. Pain. If anything, auto the usage of auto tune by other artists that maybe didn't use it as well was really a tribute to T Pain, because years later, when we saw T Pain could really sing, like everybody was kind of it really kind of honored him. Everybody was like, "This nigga was kind of jamming, bro." Look, y'all. Y'all I might, fucked with T Pain. Y'all, like, y'all might crucify me. T Pain is a generational talent. T Pain has done more to alter the course of music than most of your favorites have. I'm just saying, y'all. It, it, it's it's it, hit. No, just hit it. In 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 much the same way that Prince did a lot to identify the '80s sound of music, yeah, with his the spe- Minnesota sound, T Pain Minneapolis again. I'm just saying, y'all. T Pain over the last decade and a half, at least, has has charted the course of popular music. He's not the first to use auto tune, but in the way that it's being used now. I'm just saying he is a generational talent and y'all need to quit fucking around. Also, Usher don't look like he can fight. He definitely does not have hands. Not at all. None. Not not even a little bit. Like nobody nobody that can't fight is gonna come up to me and tell me I fucked up music. Nobody that can't fight and has herpes. Cause herpes don't herpes don't just go away. First of all, I don't want to fight him. <laughs> How does that come? Like, imagine a nigga comes to you on a plane and tells you some shit like that. How does a nigga in you not fire back with, "Hey, nigga, don't you have herpes right now? <laughs> Should you be sitting this close to me? Do you, nigga, put your mask on before you Please. talk to me, dog? Like, to fuck double mask. Oh man, yeah, fuck Usher. Put out, put out a good front to back album and then talk to me again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The weirdest, and yes, this episode is going to be a little long, but y'all, but y'all had it coming. <laughs> if you had Joe Budden versus Alex Jones on your 2021 bingo card, go ahead and mark that shit. <laughs> we almost missed all of this, man. <laughs> this, let me say something. When I saw this going on Twitter, and I sit and I sent him. The link. That's when I got back, bro. What the fuck is happening right there? <laughs> the the simulation is broken. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the simulation is all fucked up. I don't know what they're doing to the Matrix, but goddamn, call this man Joe Budin. <laughs> so to understand what happened, basically, Joe Budden mentioned that. Uh, Charlemagne's white friend, his token white friend, Andrew Schultz, um, had Alex Jones on his podcast. And he has had on a flagrant two. Um, and he has had uh, Alex Jones on the show. He 
Uh, Andrew Schultz likes to tap into the Roganites, the Joe Rogan people. And so he had he's had Alex Jones on there like two or three times. Um, he, amazingly enough, it's not his usual lunacy. It's, it's really more just him talking shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have Alex Jones, uh, which this is... I'll get to this a little. I'll get to this in a minute, but this is really one of the bigger platforms he's been given, other than Joe Rogan. Um, and I think Joe took issue with that because Andrew Schultz is in proximity to Charlemagne, and that looks bad for someone who is putting out content under the banner of Black Effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and he called anyone on the call Alex Jones a racist, which to, to, to Alex Jones's credit, a lunatic. Yes. Yeah. Racist. I don't know. I haven't seen that part. I yet. haven't seen any evidence of actual racism uh, from Alex Jones. I, that doesn't. I'm not saying he's not a racist. I'm saying I haven't seen it. Um, And so. Alex Jones got upset. Now, this is where Alex Jones fucked up. Alex Jones went on InfoWars after hearing that Joe Budden had mentioned him and started screaming from the rooftops in response to being called a racist that Joe Budden was, in fact, a racist, which is not... That's not how it works. That is not how it works. That is not the proper way to get black people on your side at all, even if they hate Joe Budden. Right. And I, I can say that because I've been I've been in this situation. I've told that story about being at the uh, about being at the bookstore, and I called the, and I called to do the racist, and he kept screaming that I was a racist for calling him a racist. White people do this a lot. That's, again, that's not how it works. Not how it works, and not and doesn't really help his case as far as whether or not he's racist. Um. The one thing I will say about this back and forth, I can I al- I can almost guarantee you we have not heard the end of this. I <laughs> no. I rest assured, I can uh, I can promise you that this is only the the opening volley. I know it is. I actually look forward to seeing more of this. I, I want to see how far down it can devolve. This is and yes, for the part of me that loves mess, I want to see more of this. The problem for me. I wish Joe Budden, because to his credit, Joe Budden had to ask his cohorts because he didn't know much of anything about Alex Jones, which, congratulations. Everything I know about him, I wish I didn't know. Um, And so, not knowing, I feel like if he had known more about Alex Jones, he wouldn't have said anything. And the reason I think he wouldn't have said anything is because everybody who knows about Alex Jones and knows who he is, this fucking lunatic that he is, knows that he most of his power comes from punching up and the people that he is punched up at mm-hmm. punch back down at him and give him a higher platform. Yep. This is his bread and butter. That's what he does. He punches up at he, he punches up at people and annoys them enough to get their attention. And now that you've meant, now that you are a, a larger platform and you've mentioned him on your podcast, you have now given him the biggest platform he will ever have. And that's what he does. That's this it. is exactly what Joe Budden did. Not exactly because they kind of agreed with him, 
But this is just like what they did with Kevin Samuels. Mm-hmm. Kevin Samuels, Kevin Samuels on his own will never exceed YouTube. Never. As much of a, as much as he is an annoyance and a and a detriment to the advancement of black culture, he will never advance past YouTube on his own. Joe Budden giving him a platform was giving him the biggest platform he will ever have and giving him the most exposure, very likely, that he will ever have. Wow. The same applies for Alex Jones. So it's very, it, it very much falls under the Obi-Wan effect. If you strike me down, I will emerge more powerful than you can ever imagine. Yes. And people keep swinging down at Alex Jones because he's so crazy and he's so annoying, understandable, but it's making him more powerful. And not only is it making him more powerful, now it's exposing him to black culture. Yes. Now black people know who he is. Black people can drag him on black Twitter and make him more famous than he already was. Some of my least favorite conspiracy theorists already follow him. No shit. Oh yeah, tinfoil hat niggas been following oh, Alex Jones boy. for a while. Oh man, Infowars. Oh, they swear about that shit. <laughs> that shit is the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life. That is like this is Alex Jones is literally a public access channel motherfucker. Wow. Who gained a little bit of clout? Like, have you actually sat and watched Infowars ever? I honestly have, yes. That is public access channel it, level shit. It is it is like sketch comedy worthy type. Right. Shit. This is some shit like the state would do. I like this this shit is crazy. It is the most and he gets all of his exposure off of bigger people pointing everybody to him being a lunatic. A grown man actually wakes up on any given day and sits on that set. And does the shit that he does. And sells gas masks or some shit. Yeah. Y'all are engaging him. So I feel like, I feel like, and again, Joe Budden didn't know. Because he, he, to his credit, for, to anybody's credit who doesn't, fuck, who doesn't know who Alex Jones is, he didn't know a lot. I wish I could live in that Shangri-La of yours. Um, but yeah, it's only giving him power. And it's going to be a weird summer. Um, we have engaged enough weird shit. I think that's a great place to take a break. We'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. I mean, that's a pre- that's a pretty weird rundown we just went through. That's been this week. <laughs> um, you are listening to Opinions Wild Black, sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. We are back. We are black. Mm-hmm. We are opinionated. Yes, love. And we are drunk on this Monday. Yeah. We are. Infi- y'all go tell you, buddy. Y'all gonna go back to work. Y'all gonna go back to work lit. Like that commute gonna be lit. Some of y'all at work right now. <laughs> Sucks for you. <laughs> Shout out to my sister. Um. Yeah, man. Uh. Let's see. What else did that? Uh, no, I didn't leave anything out that I actually cared about. Um, it's time for white people must be stopped. Yes, this is why I don't fuck with white people. Um, 
a name I never, I never really thought I'd have to say on this podcast. Rachel Nichols from ESPN. I don't lie. That was a time when Rachel Nichols was one of my uh, uh, crushes, like sports crushes. Like there was a time when when Paul Pierce would have asked Rachel Nichols to fall through. <laughs> <laughs> that time was about a month ago. It was not long ago. <laughs> Uh, so everybody said, "Where's Rachel Nichols at?" We just found out. We just figured it out. Uh, Rachel Nicholson got caught on tape. Boy, yeah, but let me tell you something. This is this might be one. This might be a legendary hot mic. Like the, like this this hot mic gonna go down in sports history. Let me break down the scenario for you. Last summer in the NBA bubble. You know, journalists had to, uh, they had to quarantine for about seven days in Correct. the, in the, uh, in the bubble. And whilst in her hotel room and she was quarantining, Rachel Nichols was still doing her job. They had like, you know, an ESPN camera set up in there. Correct. Um, you know, with a direct connection to the service or whatever. So she could do her thing, still be on broadcast in the hotel room and upload the feed or whatever. Well, you know, because this is ESPN's proprietary equipment, you know, and it's got a, a direct connection. It's got a Jack Daniels, a direct <laughs> connection to the ESPN servers. Uh, she didn't realize that the hot mic and the hot camera were still running. And uh, at some point, she made a phone call to someone at ESPN and complained. Um, about the presence of um, oh, what's the woman's name? I just forgot that fast because I've been drinking. Maria Taylor. Maria Taylor, um, who is a black journalist who who joined ESPN just a couple of years ago, and she's she's kind of been moving up the you know she's been moving up the ladder popularity. Yep. You know she's popping, she's making moves. Um, she was complaining because Maria was going to get some of the. NBA playoff coverage that Rachel thought she would have. Yep. And she was telling this person on the other line that Maria just got that job because of the diversity efforts of ESPN, which something that you don't say. It was basically like, look, if they want to give her more shit to do, fine. Just keep her out of my Kool-Aid, which is not a very ally thing to say. When you want people, when when you supposedly want black people and or people of color uh, to get on, mm-hmm. not very not very intersectional at all. Oh, we're gonna get to that. And so, like I said, the equipment was connected directly to ESPN's servers. Correct. So, a young lady whose name I forget now, but she is a black, basically a PA that worked for ESPN at the time. Just doing her job, just going through, pulling up the dailies. Um, happened to notice this file of Rachel Nichols on a call talking shit about another black woman. And she did as any nigga would do. Kayla Johnson, a digital video producer at the time, mm. was the one who sent the video. Okay, so I understated her role. Not just a, a PA, but she's a digital video producer. And the only, the only person to be punished yeah, she was suspended for two weeks without pay. So she did as any and and given shit work to do when she got back. Yeah, hey, she'll be all right. But what she did was she did what any of us would have done. She took this footage, 
Showed it to Maria Like hey Just letting you know fam This is what she's saying I a just, lot of shit going on I'm just letting you know This is what she said no. And of course And then And I believe Kayla also Saved Like recorded That footage to her phone And then shared it with And I quote Other people Throughout ESPN The niggas And the- And from there It took off So for the last year And And, and Deadline Alluded to the story a while they did. back about something going down with Rachel Nichols, but no one had really talked about the specifics of it. Well, because they spun it different. They yeah. spun it that some creep, that some creep or some eavesdropper at ESPN was hot miking Rachel Nichols, hmm. and kind of was, and and if we knew then what we know now, Despin was low key playing defense for Rachel Nichols. That creep was Rachel Nichols herself. <laughs> Hey, and of course, you know the black employees don't don't play that shit. They do not. It got to a point where Jalen Rose and Jay Williams were both threatening to not show up um, for a broadcast. They had to call the boss. The boss was at like a family picnic or some shit on vacation. He had to talk to them while on vacation, and you know they were like, Jalen was like, I didn't get I didn't get lined up uh, for this kind of shit. So me and my barber. We're going to chill if y'all don't fix it. Right. Long story short, um, you know, Maria is is remaining relatively tight-lipped about it. Her contract expires this month. I'll say, like, like soon. Yeah, it's like within the next three weeks or so. She may not resign, but she's also, she's also definitely going to leverage this shit. Oh, 100%. Um, the, the most disturbing part about it for me is... Let me not say disturbing. This this is this is a perfect example of what we talk about when we talk about intersectionality. Right. ESPN has long had a history of not providing black people the same opportunities as they do other people. They also have a long history of not uh giving women the same opportunities as they as they do men. And here we see someone like Rachel Nichols who has benefited from these "Quote unquote diversity efforts to get her, and, and granted, she worked hard to get where she is. Facts, but there's also there there's was a, there's a degree of privilege there as well, right? And and there is you know there were there were diversity efforts that also lent themselves to her success that were not there prior to that, and she should be aware of that. Um, the same thing, the same." Awareness should be applied when it's a black woman who you are now shitting on. Right. Um, you know, the intersectionality of being black and being a woman is being shit upon by someone who is exercising her certain level of privilege at this point. This is why Rachel Nichols is under fire right now. It's no bullshit. No bullshit. And, and it's really her doing the same thing to somebody else that was done to her. Yep. Because it's a... Because it's a food chain, and we have to take that into account when we talk about intersectionality and that white women have a, vi- have a very long, sordid history of throwing black women under the bus when it's time to get theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Also, ask Emmett Till about that. Ooh, ooh, too soon, too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we'll just see. I guess I had one more. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't have this in the rundown initially, but 
the LAPD is fucking up again. Shock. So um, it there was a there was a like five thousand pounds worth of fireworks found in somebody's house during a bust last week. <laughs> I tell I told you they just get weirder and weirder. I think if you went through most houses in my neighborhood a couple of days ago, you would find the same thing. And it, that's what they was like. I, I, I posted on my stories. I was like, "Tell me something good, everybody." And Craig Lindsay and Craig Lindsay was like, uh, "It uh, July Fourth will be over, and they won't be popping fireworks anymore." I was like, "That is optimistic." Yeah. <laughs> In Texas, niggas pop fireworks the day before. Yes. On the day, the day after. And probably for the what rest of the week until they are done until they are out of fireworks. Yes. Um. So they found like five thousand pounds worth of fireworks during this bust in somebody's house. That's a lot. That's a lot. And so they had to bring in a bomb uh, disposal truck. They did not cost, have to. They did, well. They didn't. They have chose to. to. They chose to. They brought in a bomb disposal truck that was a that they literally cost a million dollars. And loaded it up with all this shit so they could detonate it. In the middle of the street, in the neighborhood. In the neighborhood. Now, it, uh, apparently it is, standard, it is standard operating procedure that they, that they determine, depending on how much and how volatile it is, that they detonate it, um, whether or not they detonate it in the neighborhood or try to transport it, because it's too volatile. And in Cali, imagine, having a, imagine it going off on the 405. That'd be a problem. Mm-hmm. So they detonated. They de- they determined that they have to detonate it where they are in the neighborhood. All five thousand pounds. Uh, and the- but before you go there, I just want y'all to imagine. Look outside of your house right now, or wherever you stay, and look, imagine a big like eighteen wheeler. Imagine an eighteen wheeler sitting in the street in front of your house, and it's being loaded full of fireworks, explosives, mind you. Right. And imagine that they tell you. We are about to detonate these explosives inside this truck in front of your house. Please continue, sir. And, you know, the point of it being so armored and protected is that it could contain the blast. When I tell you this million-dollar bomb disposal truck upon detonation (laughs) folded like a fucking piece of paper, not only did it explode... It it fucked up it fucked up half the neighboring houses. Yes. And injured like seventeen people. Yes. And fucked up cars and everything. Even the person who was filming this was really too damn close. And they determined and the police chief said more of the same shit that they determined that this would be better off uh detonated in the neighborhood. Y'all couldn't go up the block to a parking lot to a empty parking lot right. or just something y'all couldn't y'all couldn't just y'all couldn't send somebody to drive around for a couple of blocks just to see if there's something that at least doesn't have trees hanging over it that can catch fire this motherfucker was in the middle of some trees there was plenty of shit that could have just that could have been that could have been hurt even if they contained the blast and the anchor the police chief walks away when they're interviewing him, but the anchor had the same question I had. If 5,000 pounds is a lot to try to detonate by itself, why didn't you motherfuckers deal with it piece by piece? Split it up. 
Split it up Detonate some over here Split it up Detonate some more over there Take it in separate cars You know what the wild part is What's that The taxpayers Are going to have to pay For that truck The same motherfuckers All million dollars They fucked Man So imagine You blow up Shit in front of my house Blow up half my house I got shrapnel in my ass And you say Oh by the way Yeah uh, You know your tax Is going to be going up Get up and get get to get down. Nine one one is a joke in your town. Shout out to whoever snitched on the people with the fireworks. Yo. Oh, they were filming it. They were like they were actively filming it. Honestly, they were too close for comfort too. Y'all some hoes. No, I'm just saying whoever ratted them out to begin with. Oh yeah, y'all some hoes. Yeah, they some hoes. That's some hoes ass shit. For real. I would and I and I can. It must be a part of a larger sting because I guess the rest of the. Of the fireworks shipment, should I guess it all came straight to straight to Houston? Because they've been they've been they've been letting them holes off since Friday, since at least Friday, Thursday night actually. Over as soon here. as the, as soon as the sun go down, setting them bitches off. Oh, they weren't even waiting over here. They were doing like at four p.m. Boy, they boy they own, they 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 own one. Um, yeah, man. Uh, fuck twelve. 911 is a joke. Hashtag 911 is a joke. Uh, send your racist stories, your real life. Of course, and of course, it's happened in the hood. Uh, send your racist stories, send your real life racist encounters, along with your listener letters, questions for myself, D. Randall, or anyone you hear on this podcast. Please send those to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. Also, visit opinionswhileblack.com for more information on uh, Houston's most savage podcast, including ways to listen to us. Uh, more information about your favorite uh, about your favorite least sober co- least sober host and buying merch and donating if need be please donate to making us a better podcast oh, yeah um, we'll be back with listener letters and top three STFUs you are currently listening to Houston's most savage podcast pour up. Mm. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. So help me God, we are drunk mm, mm, mm. on this here Monday, on this here, the end of this here four-day weekend. Uh, oh my goodness. It is time for your listener letters. Oh, they still submitted some with short notice? <laughs> they did, in fact. Ah, damn. Uh, I was a little, I was surprised at at least one, but, you know, David Santiago held us down. Oh, man. Um, He's, is it weird that despite being 5'7 myself and having zero inf- inferiority issues, I agree with most of your 5'7 energy slander? <laughs> I'm no traitor, but my fellow Lilliputians need to chill with their hating ways. Hey, man. It's true. It's true. There used to be, in my day, there was a way you talked to people bigger than you. Yeah. Because bigger, people bigger than you, nine times out of ten, whoop your ass. You know, shout out, shout out to you, David, for knowing the truth about yourself, and and knowing that um, your altitudinal limitations um, do not determine who you are. It's true. Um, it's who you are inside. It's your character. That's right. And you may be a taller person inside than you are on the outside. And we salute you, man. That's we a, do. That's good, man. I mean, we we all need to realize that you know we are who we are, 
and and love love ourselves regardless. It's true, and everybody has a purpose out here, man. Mm-hmm. Everybody under the sun, uh, under under God's grace, uh, has a purpose and something that makes them particularly special out here. Um, and and that doesn't and that doesn't exclude you. We we do love you, man. And, and you know it's it's good to realize that. You know, I, I think people need to realize more, um, more often when they can get their ass whooped. Like I, I won't, I won't. It's very true. I won't talk shit to any any type of martial artist, great or small, because they all can probably whoop my ass. This is true. You know, I will settle every. I will settle those things with diplomacy. And yeah. in short, Tory Lane type dudes without hands should be the last to talk shit. And they should they should realize that about themselves. Well, you know, it's the YouTube generation. Everybody watch UFC now. Everybody everybody think they can just hand out skippity paps at a moment's no, notice, no. and that's not how it works at all. Not how it works. Not not even a little bit. I'm just saying. Even even Donnie Yen had trouble with Mike Tyson in Hitman Three. Yeah. If he didn't start working on them legs, <laughs> it was gonna be a wrap. It was gonna be a wrap for Master L. Yeah. Fuck the bullshit. I'm pretty sure it man too. He was fighting a boxer. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm just saying anybody anybody can get it. Just because you know martial arts don't mean you can never get your ass whooped. Just be careful. Just be careful who you talk to. You never know who you're talking to out here, man. Like I said, I've I've trained with, and I use that term loosely, but I've trained with jujitsu fighters who I I outweighed by fifty or sixty pounds, and I was being folded like a pretzel. So be careful. Who you talk to? Check for cauliflower ear. They have cauliflower ear. <laughs> That's a clear sign that you do not want to fuck with you them. You don't want to fuck with them at all. They've been through some shit. Yes. Um, on Instagram, Deep Fried Danny uh, asks So apparently, I'm the one nigga in, in a million that's never had a hankering for pot roast. What's a food that most people love that you could absolutely live without? Side note. I know I'm not the only heathen still waiting on opinions while black after dark. <laughs> Just a reminder. <laughs> Coming soon. Coming soon. We're we're working on some things now that outside is opening, and we're looking at and and we're looking at um, soon bringing guests back. Uh, we're looking at a few things. Uh, Randall is looking at a new space um, to uh, mm-hmm. to to do his projects in. Uh, hopefully, hopefully something that doesn't that doesn't uh, consist of going past the toll road. Mm. Um, yeah, everybody <laughs> inviting people out and they ain't got an easy tag is a bitch. <laughs> um. Uh, so yeah, uh, we're looking at some things to make this a better podcast. How can you help? Donate. Yeah. Donate. Buy merch. All this stuff goes to making us a better podcast. Yep. Uh, y'all been showing out buying the merch, by the way, uh, this past month. Um, to the larger question, what's a food that most people love that you could absolutely live without? Uh, my answer is guacamole. My answer is eggs. It, really? I, I have never liked eggs. Word? I do not eat eggs. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. Eggs can eat a dick. Wow. Okay. Sorry. No, it's cool. I you, did, know. you know, it's all good. I, I, it, because for me, a lot of people like guacamole. How the fuck are you from Texas? Guacamole doesn't have a taste to me. It's a, it's a. I don't like the texture of it. I don't like the texture of avocado. To be honest with you, oh man. But I don't like the texture of guacamole. 
I don't like the taste on top of that texture. If there's any taste to it, for real. You've never had good guacamole. Uh, I and and the, and the and the last time I ever ate guacamole made me sick, man. I I, I wasn't with it. But back to the bigger issue. Never had pot roast. Word. That's what he said. That's Damn. what deep fried Danny said. Big Mama and them ain't never had no pot roast. Slow cooked to perfection. Come on, sis. You never been to the to the family reunion? Man. Pot roast is a family reunion main staple. With mashed potato? People come from all the world around for Big Mama's pot roast. With mashed potato. Sis. Man, it's it's or even when they when they when they make it with the carrots and the potatoes and the onions in it, kind of like a stew. People oh, really be out here not man. People, there's really some people that have just not been exposed, man. It makes me fortunate for what I got. Bro. You just haven't had you just haven't had the right pot roast yet. Um, let's see. We got a uh, oh euphonic euphonic has a question. Uh, Euphonic wants to know what it's Let's see how does this go I want to get the question right uh, No he asked me um, What do I think And by the way I have not seen Fast 9 So I can only say so much oh, I forgot it was out Yeah, um, I, I am going to go see that um, But he asked me what is, How do I feel about the Fast series Trying to make uh, Dominic Toretto out to be Kind of like The Superman of Cars that's not new. <laughs> That's not new because I've always said that about the character that is Dominic Toretto is that the Superman formula is usually is usually that the hero is not distinctive by whether or not they have super abilities uh, or if they have super abilities. That's usually not the most interesting thing about them. Usually, the, in the Superman formula, the most interesting thing is their character. Mm-hmm. And we have seen from the beginning of the series that the thing that makes Dominic Toretto, despite being a criminal, in spite, because, honestly, the, the circumstances under which he became a criminal were even understandable. Yeah. Because uh, if, if you forget, he, I don't know if they addressed this in Fast 9, but he went to prison because he beat, he, he beat the dude's ass that got his daddy killed in a race. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the thing that's always separated him and the internets have been making so much fun of him the past week um, is his belief in family mm-hmm. and that family and because he says it a million times family and um, can over and, and just and living life your way um, in a code that means something to you can overcome anything and in those movies it usually does that is kind of the Superman thing very early in the course of Superman uh, Superman's history most of most of his problems he solved by just being a kind person and for, and forgiving when he didn't necessarily have to like an all-star Superman mm-hmm. the other Kryptonians showed up and tried to beat his ass and talked all that shit and when the tables turned on them, he forgave them. Yeah. Uh, much like in the Fast movies, uh, pretty much, let's see, uh, The Rock, uh, Jason Statham, Jason Statham's brother before him. Um, Jason Statham's sister. Jason Statham's sister and mother. Yeah. <laughs> he all, like, they all 
were kind of in this place of forgiveness where he turned around and did them a solid and now they're part of the family. And it was all because he appealed to um, what meant most of them, which was usually family. Um, so yeah, he's always had that. I don't know what ridiculous lengths he's gone to, what they've gone to to justify him and fucking uh, John Cena. John Cena being related, just just by virtue of him being ethnic, <laughs> ambiguous. I love and, and everybody acts all surprised about John Cena being his brother, but let's not act like that white girl ain't been his sister for since day one. Isn't Charlie Theron his no sister too? I don't know. No, I'm I'm serious. Like Charlize Theron is like his sister or some shit in in, in, in the, Fast Nine. In one of she was no. there. She was there. Hold up, man. No, that's no. not how that went. No, man. She's. I'm telling you. She's the bad guy in the in in eight. I'm telling Fate you. Fate of the Furious. No, that's not what happened. I'm telling you. No. Hold up. Hold up. No. Hold up, son. Hold up, son. No, I don't think that's how that. My works. African queen is. Are we giving up a? Are we giving up a spoiler? Is this a Fast Nine spoiler? No, I'm talking about in a previous movie. I no, that's Fast not how. Yet. No, that's not how that went. I've watched that movie a million. Fate and one of the times. Furious, 2017. They're not related. I'm telling you. No, Dom's son is the 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 cop from from the Fast Five with the Brazilian girl. That he left when Letty showed up again. <laughs> that is, some, let me tell you something. Else, that is some real shit. That's some real shit that them girls were cool with. That the other chick he was clearly in Brazil fucking, just politely stepped to the side when the old chick was alive again. That would never happen in real life. Never. And he'd be on catfish trying to explain how he's poly all of a sudden. I'm just saying. I, that was that was some crazy shit to me. No, I've watched Fate of the Furious many times. Charlie Stern is not related to Dominic Toretto. Okay. No, that didn't happen. It's easy to get confused because a lot of shit happened in that movie, but that is not one of them. Not at all. Even if she was trying to get, a, get away with those fucking crochet braids. Um... Oh, and he also wanted to know how we felt about Megan the Stallion. Um, I guess being possibly introduced in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't care. I, I'm gonna put it there. I love Megan. I love her getting the bag. A lot of people get wrapped up in all. Oh, oh, we heard this person got signed. We heard that person. I don't care until I see a trailer. I don't care until I see a trailer. Maybe a maybe a behind the scenes. Uh, picture of them in costume. Other, I don't care. Look, now that T.I. is out the picture <laughs> in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I mean, anything is possible. Anything is possible. That is true. If Cardi B can be on Team Dominic Toretto, uh, anything anything can happen. Um, uh, thank you, Euphonic. Thank you, David Santiago. Thank you, Deep Fried Danny. Y'all know what to do. Opinions while black uh, at gmail.com. For your questions and listener letters, um, uh, opinionswildblack.com to find all the ways to get in touch with us and ways to listen to this podcast. And now it's time <laughs> for the top three STFUs. Who are the people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Hit them with shut them. The fuck up.
we have a couple of runners up. If I can ever get the dismiss, if I can ever get the page to scroll down. Um, runners up include Pete Rock. Y'all see how the, how the old generation is just failing us Yo. at every turn. Come on, man, y'all 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 are failing Golden Age hip hop, man. Pete Rock is out here caping to bring back Stop and Frisk. What? <laughs> what? Uh, back, at this point, bringing back Stop and Frisk is almost like one saying, "Why not child labor law? Why not anti-child labor laws?" Like, really? Oh my goodness! Supposedly, according to him, violent crime has has skyrocketed to a point where we need to bring back Stop and Frisk. He doesn't care if you're mad about it. He said this uh, a couple weeks ago on Instagram. <sighs> Shut. No, no. I'm not even unpacking. Shut the fuck up. For those of you that don't know what Stop and Frisk is, uh, the handful of you that listen to this podcast and don't know what Stop and Frisk is, uh, in New York, they tried this shit where um, basically, uh, basically the cops can harass you a lot. <laughs> like the cops can... The cops don't need a warrant to just walk up and harass you at any point in time of day. You can look suspicious and they can tell you to face the wall while they search you. And you can't do shit about it. And um, uh, this didn't go over well in New York because as it turned because as it turned out to everyone's surprise, the NYPD was pulling over and harassing a disproportionate amount of black and brown faces. Mm-hmm. Um so stop and frisk doesn't really work when the law enforcement people you want to carry it out are racist. It wasn't it wasn't being carried out in Williamsburg, I can tell you that. I, it was not. Um so shout out to Pete Rock for being a dumbass. Um num- uh the other runner up is Shade Room. Did, did I go through this with Chris Brown? Yeah. I I I went through this earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did it in the rundown. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Shade well, Room got to shut the fuck up. Well, I don't know if you did it on the show, but in did the- I did? Oh, do I do it on air? No, I don't think so. Oh, uh, Shade Room, fucking up, bro. Um, Karuch- So basically, uh, Chris Brown was seen coming out of this event at Six Flags, um, and going to his ridiculously extravagant Lamborghini uh, that looks like the opening credits of Pee Wee's Playhouse. Um. And 10 minutes later, Karuchi was shown, really more like 15, 20 minutes later, Karuchi was shown coming out of the same exit, celebrity exit, of course, um, from the same event. But what no, and the shade room ran it as Chris Brown and Karuchi were seen together. Trash reporting. Trash reporting could, because one, they were nowhere near each other, and Chris Brown already left. Two, this was a large event. Where a lot of people could have been could have been at the same event and not even seen each other, because Six Flags is a large place. Uh, any Six Flags is a large place. And three, this is nasty because um, we all know Chris Brown is Karuchi's abuser, and that Karuchi has had a um, restraining order a restraining order on this man for years now. This is just ugly, nasty, irresponsible journalism. The comment section set them straight. Karuchi herself set them straight. This is exactly the kind of nasty shit that people get on the shade room about. 
And I know some people over there that are decent writers. No offense to them. Um, I've, I've known them for some years. But um, this is not a good look for a publication uh, primarily for people of color. Um, this is not the way to... They're always talking about they're trying to rebrand and be less toxic. This is not it at all. As a matter of fact... Um, Russell Crowe hit them hit them with the not it. This is not it at all. Whatsoever. So Shade Room gotta shut the fuck up and get their shit together. Number three is Steven Dorf. If you don't know who Steven if you don't know who Steven Dorf is, um you're probably like twenty. Um you you pro- you haven't been alive for anything for anything that he was in that was relevant. Yeah. Um the man who played Deacon Frost in the original Wesley Snipes Blade movie. <laughs> Apparently, he is joining the um, I'm a, the I'm upset anti Marvel crowd, which is a translation for hating outside the club because you can't get in. Yeah, man. Um, Steven Dorf has been dragged. At, like I, this was a last minute addition because Steven Dorf has been getting dragged to the white meat on. Uh, <laughs> On Twitter, over his over his bullshit, um, it, the only other person that's gotten dragged harder is probably uh, Vin Diesel for his. <laughs> Have you seen these, these memes with Vin Diesel, where like he'll be where like Cyborg is like, "Hey, don't go over there. Steppenwolf will kill you." Yeah, Steppenwolf's strong, but you know what's stronger? Family. Family. <laughs> Um, Steven Dorff basically said he was railing on Scarlett Johansson and Black Widow. Uh, I don't want to be in Black Widow. It looks like garbage, like a bad video game. I'm embarrassed for them, for Scarlett. Uh, I don't want to be in those movies. I'll find the next Kubrick and act for him instead. Um, this is hilarious considering everybody's dragging him because the last movie we saw him in was basically some guy, was basically one of these I'm some schmuck who got superpowers chronicle looking movies um yeah, I, I remember him from true detective season three ironically starring alongside blade mahershala <laughs> mahershala ali so you know what happened right you know why they they were said that was probably when mahershala got approached for it mahershala took that call in the room was like hey, he sure did hey steve I'll, I'll be right i'll be back real quick man. i gotta take this call real quick who is who is that? Who is that in the room? Is that is that Steven Dorf? That's it. Hey, hey, bro, don't tell him you're talking to us, fam. Who is that? Is that HBO? Tell him I said what's up, man. Nah, hey, I, man, I, I saw it. They said Kevin Kevin Feige on the, on the phone. Uh, I just hang on, hey, bro. Do not tell him you're talking to us, fam. I'll just look. Okay, we finna write this check. Come pick this hoe up tomorrow. All right. After twelve, after twelve, fam. All right, all right, man. Don't hey, don't say shit. And then Mahershala turned to Stephen Dorff and said, "Hey, man, they, they said what's up. They man. said what's up, man. You know, call, they they say you know the number, bro. Yeah, that number ain't worked for ten years, <laughs> bro. This is I'm so and, and you know what? I, Craig Lindsay's gonna be so pissed at me for saying this. I do blame Martin Scorsese for this." Because now, because now the reporters mm-hmm. now, now the reporters just going around looking for somebody to say some wild shit about Marvel. They are, 
And not all of them. I'm not even saying the good reporters are doing this. But now they're just going around looking for somebody to just have some spicy shit to say that's anti-Marvel. Which is just so... I don't understand the anti-Marvel people. And I don't understand... Just don't watch the shit. And the people that feel like it's just a detriment to movie making... Bruh, there's literally two Marvel movies happening this year. Yeah, three. Three, okay. Three this year... None. Well, nobody was doing anything last year. Three this year, but the year before that, when movies were happening, there was like one Marvel movie happening. It takes and in the hundreds of movies yeah. that get made a year, somehow one or two or three movies somehow is just detrimental and ruining movie making. That is psychotic logic to me. That is the most psychotic logic. And I wouldn't even be on the anti-Marvel people. This is including Steven Dorff. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be on the anti-Marvel people if the solution weren't so simple. Don't fucking watch it. Dude. I- <clears throat> and it, not only don't watch it, but the other thing is, it's never, well, I just don't like these movies. It's always, I don't like these movies, and I don't like that people love them so much, and... I don't understand, and they don't understand that they're all just—they're all just being lured into a trap to watch bullshit. You know, I think K-pop is one of the, some of the worst music ever made, and I have to really use my inside voice as I say this: it is some of the worst music ever made, <laughs> and I and I and I do judge people who are deeply into K-pop music. It is highly derivative and does not have any. Entertainment value for me And the way that I deal with that Even though I live in a household Where it's played (laughs) around the clock The way that I deal with that Is that I just don't listen to it And I keep my mouth shut about it And I sleep with one eye open It's trash This is how y'all sound Talking about Marvel movies I can understand the sentiment I can understand if you don't like it just don't watch it. Just don't watch it. And it, everything doesn't have to be... Everything that you don't like isn't a detriment to the, to the art form. Correct. It's just another thing that some people like. Some people just like what the fuck they like. It doesn't mean that they're coming, that they're coming door to door for your fucking, for your fucking indie movies and shit. Right. K-pop, no. K-pop is, is not a threat. K-pop is not a threat. To the music that I actually like, Kevin Feige is not coming. Is not coming to hang Wes Anderson out of a fucking window. Yeah, they're not coming to burn a twenty three to the ground or whatever. A twenty four. A twenty four. They're not like it's. It's not. It's not a war on movie making. It's just another popcorn movie that people really like. At one point, it was Transformers. Yeah, and there's there's room for all that. There's just watch the shit that you like and big that up, and you never have to worry about what the other side's doing. You got the same energy for trend, uh, for for James Bond when it comes out every couple of they years. They don't. They yeah. don't. Where's it's the Brit- same? Because it's British. Where's the same energy for Fast and Furious though? That no, they just, have no, no. no they, they do have the same energy for Fast okay. and Furious. That, to be fair, um, there's a bunch of shit that they don't have, but there is a like if this was Harry Potter. And those and and those and all those extra sequels that don't slap. Harry Potter was dropping every year on y'all. All the, the fan, like the Fantastic Beast joints that don't slap at all. If this was the hob, if this was the fucking Hobbit, and all them Hobbit movies that don't slap at all. 
They wouldn't be saying shit. Hold up. Sidebar. We should have talked about this early. Speaking of the Eye of Sauron, the fucking ocean is on fire. I just wanted to remind y'all of that. Oh, my God. And I'm just going to leave it at that. There's a hell mouth in the Gulf of Mexico. You know what's so fucked up? People are so traumatized by hurricane season. All anybody that's looking at that is looking at it going, that water getting warmed in a bitch. <laughs> they just, they just, oh, shit, all the hurricanes coming now. Uh, <laughs> uh, all that to say, I have to come back around and say, Stephen Dorff, um, keep doing movies nobody watches and shut the fuck up. Number two is Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams has gone on and picked on this religious, on this uh, religious God-centric YouTuber, Tabitha Brown, who literally doesn't do anything to anybody. Basically, Tabitha Brown announced that she is um, uh, retiring her husband, that she's doing well enough uh, with YouTube money uh, to retire her husband, who has been a police officer, I believe a police chief or something, uh, for some time. Um. Wendy Williams had a bunch of commentary to say about this, saying that uh, her retiring a man means that the man's just going to use her for all her money and then run off with a younger, with a, with a younger, more attractive woman, which is basically everything that happened to Wendy Williams. And um, so now she's salty. Basically, Wendy Williams is miserable, and she wants everybody else to be miserable because her miserable ass marriage is over. Um. Tabitha Brown ain't done nothing to you. Not that this matters to you because your bread and butter for the past two or three weeks seems to be fucking with people that haven't done shit to you. Wendy Williams, we all know that you are that you are the you are the pus that feeds on palms on pond scum. My goodness. I mean I, honestly I, I wouldn't I wouldn't take shit from the Jack Skellington of daytime talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what's this I'm sorry she she is an, an abominable person and I, I honestly I live I live for the day that Wendy Williams would ever come at me because I would be allowed to release all inhibitions I have of talking shit about people and it, it would it would just be catastrophic for her. how does how does someone with legs like olive oil get get away with talking so much shit. Mm. I'm just saying. There's just there's just so much material. I don't understand that. I'd be like, Wendy, can you put on that little Statue of Liberty hat you had on that one time? That, <laughs> oh. Oops, oops, oops. How you got I, I don't understand how you look like Mickey Mouse and Steamboat Willie and you got something to say to somebody. I mean she Gotcha. <laughs> 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 What the fuck? A person who's literally built like SpongeBob. Out <laughs> <laughs> here talking shit. I don't understand that. I, it, it, like, like she looks like a, a, a an unfinished character. Like that is the nightmare before, during, and after Christmas. She looked like she got. She looked like Patient Zero for the Curse of the Black Pearl. Damn. She looks like a kid's drawing. <laughs> <laughs> Understand how y'all let her get away with talking so much shit, man? Like it's ridiculous. She just, she's literally just boobs, legs, and back hair. I don't uh, understand all the shit that was added later. 
ain't gonna let nobody. It looks like they're going through Terra Genesis talk shit. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum in the fly <laughs> when he came out the chamber. Oh man! Well, no, at least Jeff Goldblum was proportionate. <laughs> oh man, I ain't never seen somebody in real life looks like they're drawn by Rob Liefeld. Wow! <laughs> Got to the feet, and just gave up. <laughs> Wendy Williams, shut the fuck up! You're the worst. You 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 were just you were below the worst. I can't believe people let you get away with talking so much shit. Oh, she's oh she's done so much for black women in journalism. Besides tear them down. <laughs> My God, all the people you've talked shit about, most of them can whoop your ass. That's what gets me. All the reality TV people can whoop your ass. I don't know how Evelyn. I don't know how Evelyn Lozada has let you live this long. She stayed out of arm's reach. <laughs> Anybody that can whoop Chad Johnson's ass, I don't want to fuck with them. Hey. Um, sorry, Ocho. Um, and the number one person who should shut the fuck up, <sighs> with a heavy heart I say this, is Felicia Rashad. Well. Felicia Rashad is out here caping for Bill Cosby's release. A wrong a wrong has been righted. Some shit she's wrote on tw- on Twitter. Oh, it, she she worded it more strongly than that, fam. I, first of all, and I can only blame her so much because she's staying on brand because she has she didn't held Bill Cosby down since, from the beginning of these accusations for years. I mean, she held so him, at least she's being consistent. She held him down by not saying, not, not having that same energy when he went in. Well, there is that too. The problem with Felicia Rashad uh, having all this to say, let me just let me just also say, when Janet Hubert shows up, comes out of her shell to tell you how wrong you are and she to shut the fuck up. A terrible wrong is being righted. A miscarriage of justice is corrected. Yeah, Janet Janet Hubert was she Janet Janet Hubert unloaded the clip. Unloaded the clip. She she went off and was like, "Bitch, are you crazy? Are you we? We were both in that era. We both and we both know. We both saw. We both know names and we both know where some of these bodies are buried. And you act and you acting dumb, Janet Hubert. I, I swear, the way they did Janet Hubert back in the day, she must know where some of the bodies are buried. She got to." And was like, I know some, I know some right now. And then, and then had time for motherfuckers in the comments talking about, well, if you knew, why didn't you say anything? No, I did say something, but y'all were all caught up in on what I did or didn't do to Will. Yeah. So y'all, y'all can shut the fuck up too. Yeah, we're caught up in light skin on Viv. <laughs> Shit. So y'all can chill out too. Jan, well, Janet Hubert had time. You know, it's it's disturbing to me that. Even Howard had even Howard University had to be like, "Look, man, slow down, fam." Sis Wyland, we don't know what the fuck she's talking about. We gonna put her in the sensitivity class, though. Yeah, she shit. We made her a dean, so we gotta. Damn, she could have waited for that. She could have waited, man. But it, it, it's you know, I remember having this talk years ago about, and this this is probably too big for this for this discussion here, but. There is a there is a history of 
of, of black women and families during a certain during a certain era who tended to keep all the secrets buried, so to speak, and yeah. and and were unconditionally supportive of the patriarchs of the family. And and for Felicia Rashad, this is especially disappointing because a she's not married to this man, so no. she, she owes him nothing. Um. Hell, his own actual wife has not come out and supported him in the same way that she has. Not even remotely so. It leads me to believe that, you know, we, we all know that Felicia knows where some of those bodies are buried. And Felicia may be complicit in some of those. I, I don't want to speculate. But it, it's just really disappointing that she just jumped up and was loud and wrong about some shit. And only as an afterthought thought about how it, it might affect people who were actual victims of, of violence and victims of, of sexual assault and sexual abuse. And that is something you have to take into question when you're talking about someone who is a dean of students at a prestigious black university. Mm-hmm. Those people, don't, we're dealing with a savvier audience. We're dealing with a savvier group of young people yep. who are coming in that want to know that they're that that they're that if something happens, their concerns, uh, their experiences, and their accusations are going to be taken seriously. Yep. And this is and Felicia Rashad being being pretty much one of the highest profile faces of Howard University right now. That is not the way. And. And honestly, there has to be more culpability. She, she honestly really needs to be fired. I'm, I feel like that. This is because now it's, and it's gone outside of just oh because somebody has an opinion. And yes, I'm talking to you, Notori, uh from Bum Ass Power, uh, caping for her as we speak. Uh, why are black people so quick to cancel each other? No, black people are handling some real shit in their community. Honestly, this is shit that over the years needs to have been handled more. We don't have these conversations in our everyday neighborhoods and communities because every neighborhood or community you know of got a motherfucker out here wiling uh, with these young women just like this. Yep. And it's one and it's one of these worst kept secret situations. Everybody and and usually a lot of people know that person. And again. He was not released because he's not guilty. He was released because of a technicality that came during the deposition. And uh, she, the very least she could do is acknowledge that. Yep. But she won't even acknowledge that. As far as she's concerned, uh, an innocent man has been set free. And an innocent man has not been set free. Someone who was convicted by a jury of their peers was incarcerated. Someone, admitted to, someone who admitted to doing the things that he was found guilty of. And then people always want to say, well, that... I can't believe some of these niggas will will that one chick uh, recanted her story. Wonderful. What about the other forty nine? If fifty unrelated people showed up and said and, and and accused me of some shit that I admitted that I admitted to, talked about in my stand up, and joked and joked about and talked about on my sitcom, I did that shit. Mm. One hundred percent. And if I didn't, I need to surround myself with better people. I to one facts. <laughs> I have said for years, Bill Co- whether or not Bill Cosby is 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 guilty or innocent, he is absolutely guilty of behaviors that would lead me to believe that he is doing problematic shit to women. Yep. One hundo. And Felicia's been there to see all that shit. 
she's been his wife on two shows. Man, I praise all the people on the Cosby Show that just shut the that were on the Cosby Show that just shut the fuck up and mind and and minded their fucking business. The people that just didn't have shit to say. Dougie Doug too. <laughs> God damn. What? Like what the fuck? It makes my head hurt. Felicia Rashad got to chill out. She might need to be fired over this shit. Knows Debbie Allen ain't said shit. And, and ain't going to. <laughs> and ain't going to. There's some shit where you just, where sometimes your kin just dug themselves a hole. Period. I'm, you know, and, and yes, they have, they have issued a, and yes, Howard has issued a statement saying we don't fuck with that shit she said. And they're putting her through a sensitivity course or some shit. But I don't think that's enough, and I don't think. And if and if the student body there still didn't feel safe, or still didn't feel taken care of, which is what the faculty is there for, mm-hmm. I wouldn't blame them. I wouldn't blame them at all. This is ridiculous, and this is another one of those situations where the last generation has to. Sometimes they got to shut the fuck up and take notes. About the shit that they, that we will and won't stand for. Sometimes I really do think it is a generational thing. Mm-hmm. Um, is that it is a matter of them being mad because there was a lot of shit that got overlooked, that got ignored, um, that was deemed acceptable for them that we aren't standing for. Because Monique doing because Monique doing back doing the same shit. She posted some random. She posted some random lady that had some clothes on she didn't like. On social media And was like Was it a mirror? Sorry And was like um, This sister don't respect herself Uh, This sister can do better than this When you have a platform When you have a large platform And you are of influence in your culture What you don't do is is, Is take Unsolicited pictures of strangers Out in public and put it out there for people to tear apart. When you're a very public person, you know. That's that same shit like when Lizzo got got in trouble um, putting out her Instacart person's information or whatever. The young people noticed because Lizzo backtracked and apologized for it. The the old people who don't know it because they dismiss because they dismiss the young people at every turn could learn something. They got to shut the fuck up and chill out. So yeah, Felicia Rashad got to get get a get a double dose of shut the fuck up. Most re- nothing but respect to her going forward, but she got to chill out with this one. We'll see. Sometimes you got to. Sometimes you. Sometimes your elders have to sit at the fuck out and relax. Sometimes you got to send send your grand Andy to go in and take a nap. <laughs> You're a little tired, and you go lay down for a bit. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say the prayer over the meal. Now, nah, just go. that's okay. That's go okay. Sit down. We'll bring you some water. Just pray over the meal. It's, it's one o'clock in the evening. Yes. <laughs> D. Randall, have we done a podcast? Yes. We've done the fuck out of a podcast, my nigga. This has been an adventure. My goodness. Um, thank you guys uh, so much for sticking with us. Thank you for showing. Thank you for uh, being the inspiration. Uh, 
without you and 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 the support y'all give us, we wouldn't have even thought to show up on what we deemed an off week and give y'all what is kind of like an emergency meeting. <laughs> My God, like y'all, we can't leave y'all. We can't leave y'all unattended for five minutes. Mm-mm. Y'all crazy. Y'all crazy. And these people and these people out here. I don't understand what's happening to the culture anymore. I hope this cultural retrograde outside is open. Yeah, that's all. I hope this cultural retrograde comes and goes. That's all I. That's all I know. Because it's getting out of hand, especially mixed with the fuck nigga solstice, <laughs> the fuck nigga apex or whatever you want to call it. Wildfire season, man. The hell, there, the gates of hell opening in the Gulf of there's Mexico. There's a hell mouth in the Gulf of, Gulf of Mexico. What the fuck is going on? Oh man! Well, as we always say, and it's always true, we gonna be here. Yeah, we gonna be here to help y'all get through this. As long as it's happening, that's what we're here for. Y'all to talk shit and have drinks with us. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, with some more foolishness, some more foolishness and fuckery. I'm so drunk. <laughs> Until then, this has been episode 145 yep. of Opinions Wild Black. I have been Oz. Why am I D Randall? <laughs> Shit. And as always, forever imparting titties. That was not the right button. That was not the right button to press. been that kind of week it has been that kind of week bye y'all